Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Muse podcast. This week, Briggs and I welcome Wellfleet, the band, into the studio here at the barn. Wellfleet, five guys, Craig, John, Patrick, Ryan, and Tom. That's right, five people all playing live at the same time, unedited, uncensored, five channels. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. Uh, regretfully, uh, the electric guitar track's uh, a little low in this particular recording, uh, and I apologize for that uh, openly, Ryan. Certainly unintentional. Uh, this is another one of those stupid fun podcasts. These guys were smart and fast and funny. Uh, there's obviously way too many people to uh, to be doing a podcast at one time, but to be honest, I think it went really well. Uh, they played two songs. Uh, one of the things that's a big standout for me is everybody sings. Um, I like how, you know, you, you got to write a song a certain way in order for everybody to sing. You can't just have people riffing left and right. And uh, I think that really shines in, in these songs here. They immediately sound familiar, uh, something you can sing along with, something that sticks in your head. These guys uh, have, let me read these dates, a couple of dates coming up. Friday, December 2nd. At Furies in Dover, New Hampshire, not very far from here. And their next gig after that is on January 28th, 2017, at the Brick House, uh, also in Dover. And that's a shared bill with an awesome uh, new band around here. I, I don't know how new they are. They're new to me. So I apologize, guys, if you're not actually new. But uh, Colbus the Creature. Uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully someday getting these guys uh, on the podcast as well. But uh, once again, that's January 28th, the Brick House. Dover, sharing the bill with uh, Colbus the Creature. As always, you want to get in touch with us? The Muse Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. You can always go to themusepodcast.com, hit the Contact Us button, and uh, speak your mind. If you know somebody who would be good on the Muse Podcast, I think you're going to be interested with some of the things that come up uh, soon. We're branching away from the pop world into some other different kinds of music as well. Uh, we're fascinated with anything that has to do with the act of creation of something beautiful. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that ride with us. All right, Wellfleet, here you go.
staring at each other and we're walking Fantastic, guys. Thank you very much. Wow. Woo. Okay. What's that song called, you guys? It's a song called Dancing. Right on. Beautiful. All right, well, we're going to give these guys a chance to... Uh, whoops. Sit down, get comfy. Oh, yeah. Relax. Meow. You got it. Yeah, these guys are also going to be moving their... Um, did I Did I pull you out? Does that mean I have to... No, do I have, should I turn off my stuff? What's that? Should I turn off my stuff? No, no, no. You're good, man. Yeah, these guys are going to... Uh, for everybody listening along, they, uh, uh, this is Wellfleet, and uh, these guys were standing up at the mics, and we're just sort of <laughs> reorganizing so we can have a talk. We can have a, we can have a good old-fashioned living room debate. Yes. Uh, yeah, you guys can, uh, you can uh, actually hold that mic you know, in your hand and move it around, or whatever you want to do. You can... Whatever knocks you out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, uh, where did that song come from? Who's, who, who, how did that song start? Who, who started the song? So I, I, wrote, I wrote that tune for the most part um, and basically wrote that song as kind of like a, uh, a bit of a throwback to, to a better time, if you will. Yeah. But, you know, I say, I say that because it's a, it's a time before, like, responsibility and all those, like, adult things kind mm-hmm. of kicking. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, have, I have two young kids now, and it's like, you know, I just think about looking through the world you know, looking at the world through their eyes, and it's kind of like, okay, like uh, things are so much, so much, uh, so much more fun and uh, and, yeah. and fresh for them. And it, it's not like a negative tune or anything, but it's just one of those things. It's kind of like I wish I could go back. You know, it's kind of like you know, if you could do, uh, you could do it all over again. Before we go on, uh, Patrick, who uh, that's who you're hearing right now, you mind uh, introducing the guys? If you guys just say a word or two, everyone will recognize your voice. Absolutely. So I'm Patrick. I play acoustic guitar. I'm Ryan. I play guitar. My name is Craig. I play harmonica and sing. My name is Dinger, and I play the bass. <laughs> My name is Tom, and I play the drums. All Great. Right. This also let me uh, make sure that everybody's got uh, 
levels too. So thank you. Yeah, no. All right, so Patrick, you started this one off. Is that how that works? Yeah. I'd imagine. So uh, I talked to Patrick ahead of time. He said pretty much all you guys write to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. Does that sound right? Yeah, but in in this um, setting, Patrick does most of the writing with Craig doing probably the second most, and Ryan just brought a new one to the band last Tuesday that we're pretty pumped about. Um, it sounds great. So yeah, and I I write some tunes. I'm, I play in a, a couple other acts, and um, but you know, Patrick and Craig they're the ones who originated the band, so they've uh, you know sort of sort of started us off on our course. Um, you know, and it's pretty it's pretty cool when we get together all four of us or five of us and start, you know, mixing and matching ideas. Um some pretty cool stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. Will somebody take me through the process? Yeah, no problem. So um so uh, yeah, as Dinger was saying, like basically uh, the first we so we just put out a record. We put out a record in August and um a lot of those songs were kinda like in in, in pocket. They were kinda in, in hand, if you will. Uh, which I think probably tends to happen with a lot of uh, with a lot of debut records. People sit on a bunch of tunes, and uh, and that's kind of how how things go. Um, nope, thank you. Um, but basically, what tends to happen is uh, is as we've kind of started to to grow and uh, and and move into into uh, trying to develop a better like a a, a more in depth set for uh, for shows. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Sorry, we're messing with the mic while, yeah, while yeah, no poor problem. Patrick's Some talking. Serious we're, mic no, work okay. going I'm trying on. Trying to right get here. it going. It a little limp going on. <laughs> Holy smokes. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Patrick's um, got the awesome mic, too. So I, I, that's why his voice I feel sounds so like amazing. this. And yes. everyone else sounds <laughs> like this. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, but, but, but really, um, like I said, as we start to develop kind of uh, the live show and, and moving you know, towards like a, you know, playing as an original as an original band, right. you know, you start to write more songs. And so, and so it's kind of like, all right, you know, do you keep with the, the initial model or do you start to, do you start to branch out? And so, um, you know, I'm kind of always writing all the time, but, um, but I don't have as much time to do it as I used to. So, uh, it's kind of nice to be able to say like, Hey, you know, Ryan, what do you have? And, and he's got a plenty in his, in his, uh, cap. And then Craig's got a bunch of ideas that we, uh, that he and I work on and, and I know Dinger's got some stuff, and Tom's done some stuff in the past. So um, it'll be really cool, I think, moving forward to kind of draw from everybody. How long has this band been in this format, like five guys? Um, boy, it's it hasn't been very long. I, I uh, like I said, we released a uh, released our our debut album in August. Uh, we started rehearsing to record that record right, in August 2016. Yeah, yeah. We we started uh, rehearsing to record that album in like late November of 15. And prior to that, we were uh, we were that uh, evil cover band that was out playing weddings and uh, and and <laughs> private parties uh, for for a couple of years prior to that. So we were kind of like you know the the working man uh, the working man band, but uh, we all come from original stuff, and so I think we had to scratch the itch and get back to that. Yeah, I I, I had a lot of fun with that too. I remember one of my favorite practices that we did when we were doing that is uh, the impromptu at the garage when we went downstairs and Anthony had had his guys down there, and we, we didn't have the space, and he said, go on over to the garage, and so Pat and I went over, and we were going over the some of the harmonies that we were needed to work on for the uh, the album, and, uh, you know, we had we had kegs for days, and you know, <laughs> some people showed yes. up that, that uh, they were going to come clean, and they hung out with us, and checked out some of the tunes before, like, really anybody else had, and, uh, you know, I, 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 had a, I had a lot of fun that night, that, that night sticks out specifically for me for... Uh, 
as far as going over stuff, getting ready for the record. I'm sorry if I, I missed in when you were saying what what did you play that night? What, what kind of music were you playing? The, were you we're, playing what you were playing? Um, going over harmonies for the album. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Right, yeah. right, right. So this is right. So this is after it was established that particular yeah, night. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. A couple of the guys couldn't make it, so we figured we'd um, we'd still get together because we we knew we had stuff we could work on. So right. Um, we decided to go over some of the vocals. And needless to say, they have a pretty solid tap, yeah, <laughs> tap tree <laughs> in rotation at all times. So, yeah, we had. Yeah, one good. of the first things that sticks out for me is uh, how everybody sings. I mean, it's just, yeah, there's something undeniable about when more than one person singing in a band. It does a lot of things. I mean, even going all back to the songwriting. You you can't write a song that goes and have everybody sing along. It's going right. to have to be let out, set out in a fashion that everybody can, at least to a certain extent, follow along. Yeah. But that do do you think about that when you write the songs? Are you thinking about making the melodies sort of controllable? I I do, but it's it's really interesting because um, a song like Dancing. So that's a song that. I didn't write like, you know, a month ago. It's something I, I wrote a little while ago. Um, but but for newer stuff, I definitely start thinking about the format a little bit more. Um, and I, it's weird because I almost see that almost like as cheating. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's not really cheating. You're trying to like measure, you're trying to measure up to like what you have. Like like use the strengths of what you have as a group and, and, and kind of like arrange in that way yeah let's you know? let, let do you mind digging into that thing what do you mean cheating well it's it's weird it's like um it's kind of like you know if i was just like doing this as a singer songwriter yes. i may not think about the horror the whole like orchestra behind me you know i may not think about um ryan's like what ryan does as a guitar player or what or how are we going to fit craig into the band you know what i mean is it's you know hey if we're doing like a straight rock and roll tune and it doesn't really like have like a harmonica vibe to it like how are we going to make that uh, work how we're gonna make that fit and it's so it's like in some some way it's like well then you're kind of limiting yourself a little bit because you're kind of taking away from saying oh I'm gonna write this song and I'm just gonna like boom I'm just gonna follow that mode of thinking and just like who cares if it goes out that way well, or not I'd like to jump in here like so um you know I think when you're <clears throat> one of the, the other things that changes is when you're writing your choruses you know and the choruses that are gonna have backup vocals um, you're going to want the the melody to be consistent, right? Because yeah. you know people are going to be stacking on top of it. Whereas I think what you were getting at at first is if you're playing solo acoustic, then you can you know mix it up, you know sometimes on the fly, you know when when you're performing live or sometimes in the studio, and you don't really have to worry about being as consistent because no one's trying to match you. Um, but when you're writing with a group in mind and you know you're going to have harmonies, I think it does either consciously or subconsciously you know, make your melody a little bit more consistent and a little bit cleaner because right. you're going to have to have people stacked on above and below you. And so you're going to want it to be, you know, that sort of cantus firmus, that <laughs> that middle, you know, melody that everyone else can then therefore stack up and down. Right. It's not necessarily limiting, right? It's more just kind of informs your perspective on how you're yeah, writing for yeah. this specific project right. with what Daniel was saying in mind, right? Well, yeah. I think the cool part is then if you do that, it, uh, you know, a side effect of that is it makes your, um, your course is more consumable, right? Because then if you're writing in mind, okay, I'm going to keep this consistent and I'm going to keep it steady, then um, people can sing along to that because they know what to expect. Every chorus It's going to sound the same and it's going to have the same vibe. Sure. And so everyone can just jump right on in and sing in the crowd, which is what happens every show. Yeah. Every okay. time I play, there's like hundreds of voices singing our choruses. You can't even hear us. It's, it's easier for everyone it to sing band. along when the band's already singing along. <laughs> 
Well, no. It, it, Thanks, but, Stinger. Thanks for the <laughs> fix of the plug. <laughs> Wealthfleetmusic.com. Wow. You can, by the way, go ahead. You can, you can plug your stuff all day. There's no rules against plugging. That's so funny. But, uh, but I mean, actually, that was that was something that I was what I was thinking off the top, which was, you know, once you once you have a situation where you know everybody's going to be singing in the band, you're going to write the material. It is going to come out that way. You are going to go ahead and work out some harmonies or yep. generate them on the fly. You get that, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, I don't know configuration of sound, right? right? Just by the math, like you were saying, you that is going to have to be able to be sung along with. I mean, if you all can sing together, then the audience can sing along, right. or at least you know. And I don't mean you need to dumb it down and turn it into a stadium rock thing. It's just that by nature, it turns into less of a you know watch me sing. <laughs> yeah. thing yeah. and a little like, more of a this is a song that we put together and uh you know would you like to hear it am i i'm throwing this out for a review what do you think is this no right i, I totally i totally agree with that the, the interesting thing about this though is that um when you have this many people in a group and they're all kind of like have collective input um it's kind of like okay well what's cool about things is if one person is kind of on one track Somebody else can obviously come in and be like, oh, hey, here's what I was thinking. Rather than us all try to fit that melody, how about we do something cool like little na-na-na's in the background or, or, or cool like little throwbacks to, to other things like back in times when, you know, you had like four or five person, you know, groups who were singing and it's like they don't all have to be harmonizing as much as you might have a guy taking a lead and somebody backing him, you know? Uh, so you can kind of go that route too, and uh, and I think that's cool because sometimes you can go into different creative directions and 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 it's a good thing, you know. So that all just depends on like kind of where you're coming from, whether or not you're gonna have a huge ego at the beginning of it when you're saying, "No, this is my tune," versus like this is the band's tune. So Ryan, Ryan or Patrick, you need to fill me in here. I'm actually this is Dinger. I'm in the band, and I should know this. But so on our record, we have a couple times where we do that, where we don't sing straight up harmonies, where we have backup vocals. You know, um, whose idea was it? Was it to do those on on our album? Was that because I know Ryan often has a lot of those ideas, and you yep. have a lot of those ideas. So you know, if we think about a tune like what was the one where we all sang around the condenser mic? Um, that was uh, Indiana Plains, right? Yeah. And it was also yeah, yeah, yeah. on Buyer's Remorse, I think. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. I yeah. love everybody has to hear themselves and everyone else in order to make this work. <laughs> yeah. I really do. It yeah. was fun. So which one, who was, whose idea was that? I, I think it just, I think it, I think it, as we were doing it, 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 it was something where, I think when Pat and I first did the um, Break Me song, um, just in your basement. Yeah. Um, You'd come up with the idea because you guys had the dinner party on what was it Wednesday nights? Yeah, we had the Wednesday night um, dinner. Wednesday night dinner crew. And so we were thinking <laughs> of something to do with the chorus, and so he basically, you know, brought everybody downstairs and played the 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 song right and had everybody sing and clap, and like it just sounded so cool. So I think that was always like something in the back of our head where we knew we wanted to do it for Break Me. I think that we just found other opportunities. To like you know use that in some of the other just tunes, embellish some cool yeah, parts. just because it just you know it just sounded so cool, you know, like yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I think it started Ryan, with dinner. Ryan uh, suggested the the ba 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 da da on the yeah oh yeah yeah on um, <laughs> on the uh, you are <laughs> very much a, was that buyer's remorse that was buyer's uh, remorse. Ba -da -da. Yeah, buyer's yeah okay I, remember I think that. I still have the little demo track on my Ryan where do you get that from. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
listening to songs. Yeah. A long history of people making nonsense <laughs> noises not, and not tunes, to, right? Not, not knowing words to songs and just... Na 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 on the lawn. Well, you're in really good company there. I mean, you know, what's the... Uh, 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 Van Morrison. Did it so much that it made it all the way through to the Counting Crows when they're doing Van Morrison. Also, don't write choruses. You know, it's like it's that stuff has been around. You know, like just record it. Let's go. Let's just yeah. get well, it so done. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes though, like the, the melody, there's just no lyric to go with it, but you don't want to lose it. Yeah, and you don't always have like a horn section or something. I don't know that that, especially in a band that's as as vocal, uh, vocally. Centered is this yeah, one? I think right. that that's uh, it's good to have that stuff. Might as well throw it in, right? If yeah. everyone's singing, get yeah. some cool. Throw parts it all in, and then edit it out if you don't want. Yeah, right. It'll be like you know. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting to me. So so you so you bring the so do you make demos, Patrick? Oh, let's let's just go with this one because yeah. this is something obviously we can yep. talk about all the different songs. But yes, so did. did you make a demo of this? Yes. Okay, and did you did you sing? How how many things go on in the demo? Did you just put the guitar on and a vocal, or was this a whole thing? Um, well, for this one, I think I just did the guitar and the and the vocals, but I probably did multi track on the vocals because, as uh, as Ryan just alluded to, it's always good to have lots of vocals. Right. And I'm like a big big uh, melody harmony guy, so I'm always in doing those parts, um, kind of envisioning that stuff. And and since Craig and I started together, it was always like, hey, can you do the mel like can you do the harmony and I'll sing the melody. And there are a few songs that that Craig takes the lead to, and I always harmonize to him on, but. It's like, you know, once you develop an ear for that, it's kind of like riding a bike a little bit. And you're just kind of like, all right, you can always find that harmony in there somewhere. Yeah, because, I mean, before I met Pat, I mean, I sang two songs. That's it. I sang Messing with a Kid and Born in Chicago. I was like a strict blues guy, you know. Um, you know, I'd get up there. I'd just sit in with a band. And if they wanted me to play a song, those are the only two I really sang. Like, other than that, and they were both an A. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, that, but that's brilliant, though. You get a guy up, he sings, and he plays the, the, the harp solo, you know, and it's, it's, that's got to be awesome right yeah so. yeah i mean like that, that was it it was, it was like you know starting out as like a teenager even it was more like a, uh you know it's like oh like you know look at that kid you know up there like playing the harmonica with, you know you these guys that were coming through town that you know some of them were more more well known than others if you're on the blues scene and uh you know so i was always kind of like one of those things that was like you know i was there but i was never really like the lead singer or you know, I was I, I had my spots to shine and then, you know, I went back right. into the shadows. Right. You know. So you make the demo. I make the demo. How did it how does it change? How does it how does the song change when you bring it to the band? Um so typically like I'll I'll email guys like links to things that we put up on the cloud or whatever and right. and we'll just jam out um on the tunes. But I, t I tend to find that you know, it's a matter of just kind of finding the groove on some of the songs. And yeah. then like when I'm like, okay, yeah, this is kind of what I had in my head when I was recording the demo or whatever, what have you, this is like consistent. And sometimes that's like not what I had in my head, but it's just like interesting. It's really refreshing or what have you. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and you just let everybody play their instrument and contribute what they do. And, you, and then at that point you're like, oh, okay, cool. Right. And then it's kind of like, it's kind of like open table at that point. Then you're like, all right, so what is everybody feeling like? Is are are there things that you would change here or what have you? And then everyone kind of starts to. So there is ideas. like a there is like a, a vetting session once you're 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 in there. Yeah. How do you guys manage that? Well, we're just kind of starting to go down that road, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the way the band started was Patrick and Craig, but you know, um, had the tunes fully built more or less and. 
the bass lines were pretty straight ahead, you know, like to me at least, you know, simple, groovy, you know, the songs just called for simplicity. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, at least on bass, it was pretty straightforward. And, um, you know, the drums were pretty straightforward as well. So there wasn't a lot of room for discussion, but, you know, starting actually really only a couple of weeks ago, we've started, you know, the two turn, the two tunes that we're going to play tonight, um, Patrick brought to us and, uh, we started learning, you know, learning those parts. And I would say, you know, Patrick and I actually, you know, had a, a pretty heated discussion the other day <laughs> and, and all, all of the band members are start, we're still kind of working it out in my mind. Cause I've been in a band yeah. for five, uh, no, seven or eight years, this band back on the train. And yep. we've kind of gone through this phase of like, okay, we're all new. Hey everybody, we're all really friendly to then like, Hey, let's all argue to then, Hey, let's sit down and have a discussion about yeah. how we argue. Yeah. I and mean, then, you hate to go through yeah, it, but it's yeah. how bands work. And I right? think we're yeah. kind of in that like middle phase of figuring <laughs> out how we have these conversations and still like, you know, move forward and be, and be friends. Cause the number one thing about this band, I don't know if the audience out there listening, the masses know this, but the number one mission of our band is to like have fun. And so we get together, we drink beers, we eat burgers, we, you know, um, tell, tell stories and do all those things. So, yeah. um, we don't want this, the songwriting process to ruin that, but we also want like open and honest discussions. So I think that we're like learning right now. And in the end you want like a really good product too. You yeah. want to be able to like everyone to be like totally, like bought into what we're what we're doing, you know what I mean? Well, isn't that isn't that? I won't put words in your mouth. Uh, let's consider the idea that maybe those two things don't have the same outcome. You want everybody to have a good time. You want to feel good about what you're doing. Yep. And then you have what you called like a good product, right? right? Problem is that I mean, if there were five of me, five of me would argue what a good you know <laughs> product was. You know, let alone five different, completely different people. So I think you know, how do you define well, let me ask you this. Do you play how when does the uh, live playing come in? Do you play these things live before you record them or are you thinking about a record or are you thinking about playing live or at all or is it all kind of mixed together? I'd say um probably live is is the initial thought. Um just because we have it. I mean, Craig and I have been playing live for going on 6 years now and then the band, you know, versus what you know Depending on whatever gig it was, and and many times it was a cover, you know, a cover gig. Uh, but we've been, you know, playing as a band probably for a few years, and so it's all just about, hey, let's just let's just get give people kind of what they want, and and let's make sure that the live product is good. Um, but as yeah, certainly I think um, very conscious of if we're gonna switch gears and go back into the original realm of things let's not lose sight of like what we're doing, which is like everyone should just be here and be relaxed, like good conversations. So yeah, you might, you might get heated. I don't want to say heated, but you might have challenges. You of know course. what I mean? Well, everybody Folks has a different idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know. But, but understanding too once. where you kind of, kind of, <laughs> got under, kind of understanding where to pick your battles, you know? And, and just like, Hey, if somebody's like super, super like specific or, or super, um, you know, I don't say intense, but just like really, really like, you know, they, they want to go a certain way on a certain song. It's like, all right, dude, let's do it, man. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be here and like start like, you know, like break up the band over this. Right. Like this is just not worth it to me. It's, it's right. really worth it to get together with this group of, of, of great dudes and just have a good time. Right. Well, I feel like in, if you look at like a corporate situation or a company situation, um, 
It's relatively simple to 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 finish an argument by going, "This is how we're making money. This is how we're not making money. Let's go with how we make money." You know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's tricky because bands or to say, "I'm the boss. You follow what." Well, I that's say what. That's well, it. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. But I think in the band, it's weird, right? Because if that's the only reason you're doing it, probably shouldn't be in a band, right? Because bands don't traditionally instantly make a lot of money, you know. <laughs> So or ever. Right. Well, no, but it's definitely we're looking at pos- most bands. Come on, yeah. it's not you get one percent, the ninety-nine. We are the ninety-nine percent. Okay, let's be honest. So far, but you know, so far, right? But Things the, could really pick up. The song, the, the fucking song, sounds great, man. Absolutely. So, People might start buying running, albums. It's like sticking in my head the whole time while we're talking here. It's just riffing around in circles. Um, so the idea of of deciding. So anyway, the bottom line is a company situation. Uh, I used to work in a, in a company with a with a famous baseball player who's in the news again, who just will not get out of the goddamn news. Running for uh, no, seven. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> the bottom line is that uh, that uh, everything we, we used to be, we used to be able to organize uh, what happened in that company. It's the only time I worked for a company my whole life. Uh, we were very successful to start with was good decisions, meaning like decisions that were either made by an experienced person who was in a position of power or by a really great artist in order to push their artistic vision before or dumbass personality-based decisions, right? So like a decision that was based because I want it to be that way, right? right. And so you could kind of cut through the company where there were most of the people were, you know, we had some fantastic people in the company, very experienced. Obviously, I'm making parallel to, the, to any band. And the point is that people with experience have a tendency to go, yeah, whatever, it's all good except here and then the reasoning behind that a lot of the time is because i've been there and it's just not going to sell so let's in the case of a band let's get out live and see how it goes and you know you don't have to trust me but this is going to be good and that that works but then it goes back to what kind of a band you want to be i think in this right. band we kind of like you know in terms of what our music's been so far we do want to sell you know we're, we're right. we we rock out at weddings we have Excellent reviews on uh, gigmasters.com or whatever we use. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we actually throw a great live show. Right. But, you know, it depends on what your act's trying to do. You know, if right. your act is trying to create an original statement on the local music scene, then maybe you don't give a shit about whether or not the masses like it or not and you want to create a statement. But if, you know, I think, and we haven't, I don't know if we've had that discussion yet, but I think, you know, at least what I intuit from hearing the tunes we've written so far is we want a lot of people to be able to consume our music and rock out to it and love it. So in that case, it does make it a little easier to be like, this is going to sell, this isn't, you know? Well, see, so you get onto the point. I mean, the point I, I'm, I'm making is is in a corporate situation, you could do that. But in a band, it's about music. And, you know, the audience is... Not dumb. There's there's no such thing as a stupid audience. I mean, you think there are, and every now and then you run into a section of the audience that seems as if the wild they would, masses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but the wild masses are far more intelligent music wise than most bands. Oh, consider we love them. them. There no, are there are people because the wild masses are out there listening to some pretty seriously complex stuff. Yeah, I mean that's the reality, you know, and and so. <laughs> It's easy to go well, Taylor Swift or whatever. But still, it's got it's got its own complexity, right? What Their backup bands are like the best in the pla- on the planet. Right? See what so, I mean? And I love pop music. So, so what I'm getting at is it. that in the case of music, you kind of have to make those personality based decisions from time to time. Sometimes you have to go, no, this is I'm telling the truth here, and this is going to 
resound with the people because if everything if you just cut the corners off everything and just make it all corp you know uh sort of like a uh, committee decision everything we all know we've all been in that band before too where all of a sudden it's great and nothing's actually <laughs> Happening. happening it's just yeah. okay somebody needs to like yeah carry like, the torch like that really bad blues band you know that has that every town has that's been playing for like literally like 25 years and they got we got this down and you're like the last thing you want to get down in a blues band is the show you want to just make it you know like it was a it was a um I'm gonna fuck it up. It was a fucking <laughs> bass player. Um, anyway, uh, like if you want to make it like a a big swampy frog that's having sex with another frog right in front of your face, like that's like and that and you think of a bass player when you think of that? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, a little offended. Ryan, no, 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 no. Why why are you offended by that? It sounds beautiful to me. Mingus, Charles Mingus quote. I just totally ruined. But that was he saying. Like when you, that's what like blues and jazz is like. It's not like you know all perfect. It's all like fucking sloppy and swampy swamp so, frogs yeah i'm not saying I'm, I'm not talking about your Bumbles. music right but what i'm saying is that that's what you don't want in a blues band when it just turns into a mcdonald's blues band you know right, right. and so and so that's that's the thing you got you know not just you guys but anybody you have to make those personality based decisions you have to go no this is what makes our band different right you know but as a songwriter i mean you always put in what uh kind of influences that you have that's where we're getting at here yeah and, and the thing about it is um like <laughs> what's really what's really kind of uh come to the to the the front of songwriting in the least in recent times is that i think especially ryan and myself both kind of are like addicted to the pop hook to you the know, what? That, that that pop hook pop hook gotcha yeah, that, right. that that kind of uh that that occurs in and music and so um. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost kind of driven us. Uh, I think into some respect, not like challenge each other, but just be like, "Hey, I got this cool like little like thing I wrote." Yeah. You know, and then you're like, "Oh my god, that sounds awesome, dude!" Like, like yeah, go forward with that. See what you got. You know. Right. And then it's like he produces a song, and now I'm like, "Shit, I want to produce a song now. Like, I want to get something going." And well, I like, think in 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 you know. I've been lucky to play with some some pretty uh, as a sideman and some interesting bands that were had been together for a long time and they'd pull you know myself and a couple of friends in um, you know to, to add to the band and it seemed like in those kind of bands for the most part not every time when someone brought something in the other people were like looking forward to it they were fans yeah. of the other people in the band and when everybody is fans of everybody else. It kind of has a way to. It kind of has a way of, of of smoothing out those kind of big conversations. Yeah, you know. Well, I think that's it. Is I think um, Craig and I did not rush to create a five piece, like full rock band. Right. Like we started this, and I remember we had that conversation like the first night we got together. I think we played like music for like ten minutes. Yeah. And the rest of the time we just talked. <laughs> you know, and we we just sat there and 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 just chatted for like two and a half hours right. and had a couple beers, and it was like well, what do you want to do with this? You know? And it was like, well, let's just like have this be a good time. Let's have this be easy. You know, we're not put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Right, right, right. And, and, um, and so naturally it was like, well, let's just like kind of each bring songs that we really want to hear as cover tunes. And that'll be easy for us to like start putting a set together. Right, right. And, uh, and so we did that. And then we started like, you know, saying, all right, we should probably try to expand things a little bit. Um, right. And uh, and as we as we did that, it was kind of like no big rush, but it was yeah. like oh, we should have you know a bass player, 
you know, and we started working with uh, Keith Foley. He was a monster on the bass. So we were a trio, and Keith Great was guy. amazing. Right. And uh, and then we got Chris Thurston on drums, and he was fantastic, you know. Yep. And, um, there, and then as we started to expand more and more, things start to kind of, like, move along, and you're like, okay. And then, you know, some, some folks, like, we've been there. Some folks just totally click, and some don't. And, and you just kind of say, okay, like, you know, where are we at? Like, is this, is this what we want to be doing right. or not? Right. And, and, uh, and as we started playing with Dinger, it was like, oh, man, this is great. You know, Dinger's just... Totally, kind of what we're Vanilla. looking for. No, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I always he plays nothing but whole notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know how to do. I, yeah. I always think back to the, when we were actually trying to f- when we when we got the I call it like almost like the oh shit moment when we realized <laughs> we we had no effect on the ticket prices over at Garrison. We're like, well, we have to do something. And when we first started like pushing like the whole band the full band thing, right? Because nobody's gonna pay that amount of tickets to see a duo. They, they yeah, can like see us. They can see something. us at the uh, at the, at the uh, down the street and at the uh, cafe there. And, right. uh, the sad cafe. Yeah, the sad cafe. <laughs> so sad. And uh, it was sad. And uh, <laughs> there was there was definitely a couple drummer and slash bass combos that we, we you know you just put it out there and Craigslist it online that we, <laughs> yeah. we had some sessions. We got that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> the there was one I remember that was you like mean you're, we had you're, no lights. L- let's in the call basement. it. So we were at, we were on the back page looking for <laughs> for bases <laughs> <and> drummers. <laughs> you're, you're saying five dollar. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're saying that you would I play you long time. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you you're saying you actually did rehearsals like that? You'd like go in and yeah, like people would just respond to the ad, and we're just like, "All right, we're gonna give it a go." We had like we sent them like, like a couple links to some tunes. Let's drive out to like, Concord, I guess. Yeah, like, and, uh, wait, you drove to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we drove to them. That, that could where have been, the drums are. You always go to yeah, where the drums I, are. true, but that could have been a mistake there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Kind of well, it was. Oh, on the other hand, though, if if you get the drummer to come all the way over to your place and then spend forty five minutes setting up their damn drums, yeah, good drummers set up their drums in like five minutes, right? Yes. With the so then you got to wait forty five minutes for them to like you know also like what like seven minutes in whether this is going to work or not right yeah Yeah. that's the case yeah it was (laughs) always one of those things where like it's almost like that first date when like you're ready to leave and they're just like yeah so we should like totally get together again pat i look at you like yeah we'll call you (laughs) totally it'll be awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah. let's try to get home before wendy's closes (laughs) (laughs) baconators calling my name Uh, okay, so uh, so there's too many people to uh, to go through some of the the stuff we like to do on the podcast here. But uh, uh, how about we toss around like you know what what got this going? Because this is all about creating. I mean, the, the the point of you know why you're here. Obviously, we want to hear the music. We want to yeah. want to hear wh- how this comes together. So so you know we don't have to go everybody, but anybody who wants to talk about it. What were those things that you heard that just went? boom like that is it it could be like uh you know what was the first thing you bought the first record you bought what was the first record you bought first record i bought was or, or when i say record by sorry uh, old guy uh <laughs> cd or whatever it was you were doing I, i'm, I'm oh, we're, we're probably older than you think well <laughs> if you don't count like the 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 uh columbia house scam I oh we count I that 12. no 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 no, no. <laughs> hang on i was there man. hang on hang on this, everyone has a yeah. dmg moment no yeah. this is this dmg is a, this is a podcast favorite yeah okay Fuck the first question. When you did the scam, what were the what were the records that you got? I did. Uh, let's see. I did Tom Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I did Tom Petty and the, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I did uh, REM Monster, uh, Nirvana, Nevermind, nice. uh, Counting Crows, August, and everything after. Uh, yeah, you know. 
Hootie and the Blowfish. Which are all great records in like retrospect. Yeah, you yeah. Back and you're like, these are actually pretty decent. Yeah, I just I just started I just I just checked the boxes. I was like, I got I gotta check twelve of these things. <laughs> That's the thing, right? You wanted like six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you have to get twelve. Anyone else want to weigh in on this? Early stuff? I don't remember the ones that I Oh, that yeah? I got initially, but yeah. I remember the two they made me send back, send back because of, because of the scam. Like, we'll send the records back. We'll stop sending you the red envelope. Right. What did you but send it back? Was, uh, it was Elvis Costello's greatest hits oh. and Slash's Snake Pit. Okay, no. I would have sent number two <laughs> back. Snake Pit. <laughs> Didn't that come out like so, five so, years so, ago? So, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 me- I almost immediately went back out and and ended up with a copy of that Elvis Costello. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, yeah, I mean come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, also, about the Pop Slash, Hope. too, huh? No. You still have the Slash? No. 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 Too bad. I still have all my original Columbia House records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the barcode, the special barcode on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they're all, they're all down in my basement. In a nice. mailbox full of red envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was kidding. My first uh, album was uh, Good Stuff by the B-52s. Wow. Hey, right on. Yeah. And Who then, was the uh, and then Pearl Jam ten? Wait, good stuff had, I what had was, that one too. What was the hit on on? Was that did it was that uh, good stuff? No, I know was the hit. On did they good stuff? I think Love Shack was on that. Was that's that that's on that one. So yeah. that was who was the drummer? It was. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Who knows? I just no, know no, the no, girl no, had red it, hair. No, because no, the drummer <laughs> on that album was I totally different. Was hot when I was. I think it was. Well, yeah, I think it was the issue with the B 52s is that the guy that it was that the drummer or yeah. the guitar player died and then the yeah. drummer became the guitar player right. or vice versa. Oh, no. It was Steve details. Jordan. This is after that. Okay. So there you go. I think <laughs> Steve Jordan. Re- <laughs> and I, as a responsible podcast co-host, I should probably look this up, but we're totally not going to. But yeah, because no, because that drum track is like it's a live drummer playing way better than any fucking you're drum crushing machine. my soul right now because you're just yeah. proving to me how meaning meaningless uh drums and, and bass are <laughs> one of them what do you mean? just die and no one notices from album to album it's like <laughs> oh no i totally noticed all of a sudden all of a sudden not. it was like a dance band before I that just, it was like a punk rock kind of you know yeah, combo you know at, at 12 it didn't really matter <laughs> no i know i, I get it well I it was it. also years past the incident anyways they yeah, had yeah. whoever they had at that sure point, thanks so. for making me feel better all right you're welcome <laughs> yeah doesn't sound like it worked. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Steve Jordan's playing with fucking John Mayer now, so or he was. So, so no, 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 inexcusable. He's my like one of my favorite drummers of all time, if not close to the top, definitely top three. <sighs> John Mayer. Yeah. Well, he's producing, so he's making a bunch of money. So I can't. Yeah, you is. can't keep a guy from uh, making money. But anyway. Wow. So drummers, we never had a drummer on the podcast before. You, yeah, you guys play in the key of. <laughs> So that's right. right. <laughs> what do you think about the? Uh, are you a songwriter as well? Uh, struggling. Yep. Struggling. Yeah. I I don't have the proficiency on any sort of melodic instrument. You know, I, I can I, I can hammer you. out right. a couple awkward chords on right. a on a guitar or or a keyboard or something like that. Uh, you know, slowly but surely working up some dexterity on on right. all accounts because I would like to you know I'd like to write more and more um but i found that you know not writing my own stuff i I still really enjoy uh adding to something that's already there i I have a lot easier time with that obviously because i don't have i don't have the the writers you know the bug the the that knack well you're not somebody like pat has well you're not on the you're not constantly on on that road you're not yeah yeah exactly but when a song or a piece of a song is brought to me you know my my mind just starts firing and I just, go, Oh, well, what if we go here or, you know, we let's double this part and then we'll do, you know, right. I, I hear things that, that I think 
well, to me anyway, <laughs> sound like they might work. Mm-hmm. And I get excited about, you know, putting input into this. Right. Song. Well, we're not listening to a singer-songwriter. We're listening to a full band, which has an arrangement. You know, there's been, there's a structure to the songs. You you guys are obviously playing it relatively the same way, you know, each time, yeah. right? Yeah. So that means that you were part of this creative process at some point. Sure. I mean, do you like the idea of like having songs demoed ahead of time? Would you rather just, how does it feel to you? This is not to be necessarily Oh, about, I, I'm not picky at all. Well, how about that? Let's use the song as an example, the dancing song. So that comes in where you're just like, Perfect bam, example. I know what I'm going to do. It's just got to. Uh, it's different for every song. For that one, it was, I guess we figured it out pretty quickly. You know, kind of between Dinger and I, you know, with with kind of matching up, you know, the bass and the kick and stuff like right, that. Like what right. he's what he's playing, I kind of have to mirror so that we kind of lock in down below. Right. Um, so so pe- for people who follow along, so <laughs> there's only a couple of things in the band that played down in that range. One of them the kick drum, the other one would be the bass player. Yeah. So uh, the bass player has like a free octave below the other guitar. Uh, the other guitars can't play down there, so they can't get pissed off when they're playing <laughs> down in that octave. That's right. Stay out of my yard, bitches. <laughs> right. Anybody who's, who's played the bass with a... Do you with have a, an off button? Yeah. <laughs> got mic on a switch. Uh, ba- bass players know that once they go to the third string, things get weird unless they just hop oh, on yeah. it. But the point is, as a result... Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but please keep your... your trans- the, there is a result, though. A lot of the times, the kick drum and the bass, it does matter where those are playing. So yeah. a lot of the times, the bass player and the drum will have to work that out. So yeah, yeah. And there is... I mean, in that, that tune, uh, in dancing at least, you know, the... The guitar part is there's there's a, a particular movement to it. Yeah. There's you know, it's it's at a, a good sort of medium up tempo uh, that, you know, I, I think we found the rhythm to play underneath pretty pretty easily. Right. Just with that, you know, it's just yeah. you can just kind of lock right into that because it it grooves without us even playing. Right. You know, it's already got that inherent, so we can just kind of like enhance that with what we're playing. Yeah. Um, and so, and you know, in terms of what I'm playing, otherwise and on the cymbals and, and, and whatever, that's just sort of like you know, I experiment with a couple different things and and uh, just see what what fits and wasn't what, what adds to the song but doesn't get in the way, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I th- I think that's true of all of um, Pat's tunes. I just feel like I don't even need to think <laughs> when he plays them for me. Right. I just I mean they're so groovy to begin with. Thank right. you. And I just feel like. It's it's like I don't even have a choice, right? I literally don't have a choice. He just starts playing, and I'm like, well, I, I mean, that's got to be line. that, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's uncanny. I've never actually never played with anyone like that. Um, yeah. and I don't know what it is about the way you write tunes, but I just feel like it, there's there's it's just you hear it, even just acoustic, and you're like, all right, well, this is the only baseline. <laughs> and you know, I don't know, I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm just weird. I'm sure other people would come up with some really weird shit, but. I just hear simple, beautiful music, you know? So it's There's a, a lot of love in this room right now. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so it's kind of an intuitive thing is what you're saying. Like you're listening to, so you're listening to what comes in, you listen to like the demo or whatever, and you're like, okay, bam, like there it is. Yeah, I mean. Why do you think you're compelled to do that? Well, I mean. Here, let me make you totally I'm, self-aware. I'm old, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have gray in my beards. I have gray in my beard. I am wearing a flannel. I own a home. Yeah. So I think there's something about like being mature and not like I used to be 
uh, immature at one point. I was in my <laughs> 20s. And you're just, you're, I, I was a total jackass, and I, I'm a slightly less of a jackass now. When you're young, no, I know, the band is not so sure. But when you're, I think when you're, when you're, like, when I was young, I wanted to be like Flea, and I think Flea's great for what the Chili Peppers do, but it was like, or Jocko, you know, as many notes as possible, right, you know, right, because, right. like, I'm not going to take a backseat to no flipping guitars, you know, I'm just going to, no, like, screw that. That's the typical formula. I'm going to, like, be just as badass as the guitarist. Right. Um, but then you grow up. <laughs> Well, that, that, that I think falls squarely under personality-based decision, you know? <laughs> like, I think that's the definition of a personality-based Not that it's a bad can I, idea. Can I tell you what the big change was? Yeah. Uh, Katniss Everdeen. So I read uh, The Hunger Games, you know, wow. book wow. three, Mockingjay. She has this big epiphany, and I really connected with it, where she's like, you know, the, the, everything's coming to get her, and she's like, you know, I got I to gotta work with the team. And it was like, you know, I'm like, man, she's like a... What is she, 14 or something? She finally gets that she has to like work with other people. And I was like, oh, wow. Holy crap. This is a big light bulb of like, maybe I should like play with other people. And so <laughs> that Literature. was like my big, that was a big transformational moment in my life. And I started like actually playing bass lines that fit the tunes. And, and then like people started calling me <laughs> to play music with them. It was just this really big moment in my life. <laughs> well, I, there's all nothing thanks wrong. to the Hunger Games. <laughs> <All laughs> thanks to the Hunger Games. I'm wondering. <laughs> of all places, what a moment. I'd like to believe that maybe that was an evolution that was just looking for a pop culture reference to land on, <laughs> rather than necessarily a result. Wait, did Harry you at least Potter get it from the? Working. Was it was it from the book or from the movie? Dude. Okay. <laughs> Dude. Obviously the movie. No. I have a beard. Okay. Right in your balls, man. It's New I, Hampshire. Yeah. Everyone has a beard. I mean, come on. I, I loved those books. They were great. The movies were okay, but not uh, quite. Up. I mean, the books are always better. Not as compelling. No, I, I get it. I get it. We're just making jokes. I, I the author the, of that book would be so happy right now. I did dig the books. <laughs> it changed the message my life. got through to someone. <laughs> when we're accepting the Grammys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you, Suzanne Collins. So, but I get it. So you guys, well, I mean, there's different roles, right? I mean, so the rhythm section, especially if you're going to make a dance song, is or a song that can be danced to, is super responsible for that, regardless of whether, you know, the guitar can do it. I mean, pretty much anybody who's, who's got their shit, you know, playing, uh, to use your word, in sort of like a mature fashion, can generate some sort of groove. Anybody in this band can do it by themselves. It's just there's there's an intensity that happens, obviously, in the, the low end, especially if you're playing loud. It's just part of dance music and dance culture, right? So right. you almost have that responsibility coming into it. I'm not saying you do. I'm asking. I mean, it seems as if you're saying, yeah, we've got this. We're going to hold this down. This is not, you know, bass and drum solo time. This is like, this is the rhythm and this is where the singing is. And then here is where, you know, uh, we're putting this in. And here is, you know, you sort of, is, does that sound? Absolutely right. right. I mean, I think of it like a, like a team sport. I mean, I think like I, I had a, I've matured in a, a lot since my twenties anyway. But one of the big maturations musically was well. There's the, been a lot of think, mocking Jay. Yo, this, man. So, right? There's been a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> I've been mocked. I've, you know, I've had some J's. <laughs> you know, also <laughs> all different sorts of things. Man, but the, yeah. No, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there's a T-shirt right there. I fixed my head. But, I've, been, uh, I've been mocked. <laughs> I had some chase. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fleet's logo, 2017. No, but so. New shirt. Uh, 
the big the biggest thing was you know I just started thinking of the band as a, as a team. I started thinking about other people. I think it was around twenty yeah twenty seven when I started like realizing there were other humans that felt and thought like me on the earth. So you know that was like <laughs> another big moment where I started just you know being a team member and thinking about what is this the team call for and not just what is my own like ego. And uh, you know I, I realized that most human beings figure that out around fifteen or sixteen years old. I'm just a little bit behind the curve. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm gonna take the doggy out, so I'm gonna switch with Greg no this asking questions here. So, so the 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 initial idea of, for example, playing the drums. When did you? How did that happen? When I just started playing. Yeah, no, oh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking about. It's yeah. like because you guys must have obviously been doing this for a while. If these ideas <laughs> immediately come into your head, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I started I started playing my instrument uh, when I was ten years old. I think, and I had a a pretty I have a pretty strange history with music. I didn't really I started playing when I was ten, but I didn't start listening intently to music until I was a teenager. I mean, sixteen, you know, high school, somewhere around there. I thought you were gonna say when you read the Hunger Games. <laughs> 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 no, it was this book, the the, the Berenstain Bears. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, no, but I uh, yeah, I just. Um, I was just sort of a late bloomer kid and uh, didn't really, like, I didn't play softball. I didn't do karate. Like, I I just, I didn't have a thing yet. And, like, you know, drums just sort of popped up. um, And I was just kind of like, well, maybe I could try that. I don't know. Right on. Generous parents. I wish, I wish, yeah. And, like, I mean, oh, my parents were great throughout the whole thing. They they never complained about anything. But, uh you know, I wish I had that sort of, you know, like, oh, yeah, my parents were, like, traveling musicians, and, like, I was playing drums since I was, like, one year old or whatever. Sure. You know, like, I hear people like that, and I'm like, God, I hate you people. Right. Banging uh, on buckets yeah, in the like, back of it, the tour bus Yeah, or it took took me a long time to, like, really, uh, really get into it, and, like, so, like, I didn't, it wasn't something that I initially was, like, you know, oh, I just, I just play, like, that. you know, right. I just sit down and play. I had to really work at it, and, um, and I didn't really, like I say, start listening to music intently until high school uh, um, around that time. And, and then I just started, you know, I, I, I had a, a great great band director actually in, in school and, and he really opened me up to a lot of stuff and and it just sort of snowballed from there. Right and, on. And, you know, so I just, I had a lot of different, different influences coming in from like jazz and funk and rock and it just, you know, all sorts of things. So like I, I started appreciating how drums fit into music, right. regardless of what the music was. Sure. Just, you know, so I was listening, you know, from my drummer's perspective. Right. And so, you know, that's that's just what I what I apply to the songs when when they come to me. You know, when when Pat brings a song or, or sure. Craig or whoever brings a song to me, I say, okay, well, how do I? What can you contribute? How do I fit in? Yeah. Thing? How do I how do I fit into this thing? Kind of seems like that's kind of a general thing in this band. Like yeah. Maybe yeah. There's a skeleton of a song. I mean, you know. Uh, let me know if I'm I'm off base here, but it seems like you know it's pretty collaborative overall. Yeah, and totally. uh, you know if there's a skeleton of a song, and then and you know oh hey this bass lick would be cool here or this drum part, right. you know. I, th- I think the skeletons are coming in a little bit earlier now though. It's, right on. It's less of a completely fleshed out thing. I think especially with with the newer stuff, even newer than what we're playing tonight, that they're coming in as here's here's an idea. Uh, there's not even any words yet, but we're humming melodies and. So it's yeah, becoming like more yeah. collaborative, would I you say? Think so yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. And the, the more time we spend together, the more we start to trust <laughs> each other's opinions and right on and everything. And so you know, you can bring in a piece of something yeah. and and say, "What do you guys think right. we should do with this?" And 
it won't you know it won't be like you're not worried that somebody's going to destroy it or anything. Sure. Like you know, we're all kind of on the same page there. And that I mean, you kind of can learn how to play in a band with people. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That kind of thing. Right. See what works and what doesn't, what, yeah. what you know, play to your strengths. Exactly. And, and kind of touching on what Dinger was saying before about how you realize there are other people who think. Right, right. And feel like you do. Sure. You know, it's when, when there are suddenly like ideas flying around for this one tune, like where we're going to go with the chorus or right. the bridge or whatever, you know, and somebody says, well, what about this? And then you're thinking something totally differently sure. you have to really kind of figure out how to like you know well which one does work more which one sure. you know you try both of them and you're like oh yeah this one totally sounds silly well, let's, you, let's right. not do that at all if you listen back to what we just played there there are some sections we're definitely still oh uh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly i mean exactly. and that's yeah. i'm ex- i'm actually kind of excited <laughs> to hear this because this will be the first recording of that song oh right on and so yeah. it'll be cool to, to come back and yeah, hear it yeah. sort of objectively not, totally not from not sitting behind the drums or, or behind sure. your instrument and and say like, oh yeah, I like the way that's not, or no, oh god, I we we should not do that ever again. <laughs> right, cringeworthy moment. Yeah, no, it sounded great, you guys. I loved it. Well, one of the things we started doing at uh, a couple of rehearsals ago, and we've been we've done it off and on, but I find works really well. Is if someone suggests something, just try it because it doesn't mean you've lost what you had before. You know, there's there's nothing to totally. hold on to. I think I think it's scary because I've brought my original music to bands before, and it is weird the first time. You're like. What the hell's going on here? Here's myself. Yeah, here's myself. <laughs> and now you're Just twisting my. Gonna nipple. judge the shit yeah, out of now, it. Now you're, you're okay. You know, so I haven't ran in a while. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I like beer. Leave me alone. And and that's scary. But one of the things that uh, I've learned, and and I think we're we have started doing as a band well is like it doesn't hurt anyone and costs us maybe three minutes to just hear something run a certain way, and then and then ideally what you want to do is is just have people objectively be like, huh, okay, even if it's my idea, like, do I like that? Because sometimes I'll be like, hey, guys, can we try this? And then afterwards, even though it was my idea, I'll be like, no, 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 we're not right. doing that. I just needed to hear you all play it, you know? Um, but that's some one of the best ways to flush it out is you can all try a groove, and then if it's not working, you know, but there's no harm in trying a groove. It just, right. you know. Nobody's on the clock. Yeah. Right. I think I think the, the best... Uh, Go ahead, Ryan. What say it. Say it, oh, you sorry, bastard. Dinger's just trying to say everything he wants to say. I am. Yeah, I'm getting it all out right now in front of everyone. Because then, just, the, just so you guys know, it's good for us all to try. <laughs> it's like we're in a restaurant, and I want to do this in a crowded space. Right. Sorry, it's dark woods out there, buddy. Watch out for the turkeys. I mean, ultimately, though, in a band situation, it's probably better to say yes than to say no, right? Because, I mean, it might be cool. You might find a happy accident or something like that. Anyways. Totally. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, historically, you may have said no. And right. then it was like, cool. So now there's like a bunch of like awkwardness and drama. And, and like exactly. maybe maybe that's something you did when you were in your in your teens or in your 20s. Could and now be, right? like, yeah, yeah. in your 30s, we're like, you know what? Like, it's all just not worth it. Sure. So. So we just say no. Let's just run you know, it. hypothetically speaking, of course, yeah, of course, All so that has nothing to do with what our situation. No, absolutely, is. I get it. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. But I think I mean, in, in some respect, I think we've all been there. Uh, you know, playing in bands and have have either heard stuff that was regrettable or done stuff that was regrettable, and Everyone thought to has. ourselves like, oh, well. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be such a prick, and uh, <laughs> next time I'll just listen, you know, or or whatever, and um, and I yeah, I mean I think that that probably needs that kind of refreshing still always needs to be to be made or reminding it always has to be made. But am I the only one that really misses like like knock down drag out silence and creating <laughs> like, <laughs> tense? 
Yeah, like these, I felt like, you know, yeah, we have all matured. But when, when <laughs> there was something about that, that, that energy when we were in our 20s, putting songs together with buddies and, and I don't know. I, I felt like. And not speaking to each other as you loaded sure. out. <laughs> sure. But looking back on that, I don't know. I, I, I kind of miss it. I don't want to fight with you guys. I'll fight with Dinger. But uh, I'll support I, that all to all to hell. I mean, yeah. look at look at the Rolling Stones when everybody's in place and everybody hates each fucking other, and then look at them separated out when everybody's happy. I would much rather listen to them sure. together. There's a tremendous energy in that frisian. Yeah. There's a tremendous yeah. energy. I used to try to either really be nice and super careful to to like try to like and make myself like try to like everybody in the band. Da-da-da. Then I realized that it's. Then I went the other way, like you guys said. You know, I was a, a dick for a while, right? We were just like, fuck this. This is how it should sound. <laughs> fuck you if you don't want to do it. Then, you know, you get to where, you know, like you said, you get a little older. And now, I mean, I'm involved in a lot of different collaborations. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously be as sweet as I can. But I figure the reason why I'm there is in order to do what I do well. But hold on. Know? So here's, I want it all. Right, I believe you, I believe it's, it's I do. Difficult. I believe you can do both do because it's, what I think what I, it's and this difficult. Is the part where that's we a, that's we, a big we, ask. We weren't communicating at first well because, like, like I want to try it, and then if you don't if you don't like it, then fine. You know sure. what I mean? That's all I'm saying. It's yeah, like, absolutely. It's just, and, and just give it time to like sink in and actually consider, you know, fully. And then if you don't, you know, it's fine. So like, I think I, I want it all. Like, I want. Um, People to feel comfortable being like, "Hey, can we try this for thirty seconds or a minute? Can we run it this way?" And then, uh, and then if, and then everyone make their best songwriter judgment, you know, put on their right. songwriter hat and say, "You know what? Like, yeah, that actually is kind of cool. I hadn't thought of that." Or, no, dude, <laughs> like, yeah. great try, but now we're moving on. Let me right. let me and, let know. me play uh, old producer here and uh, <laughs> and yeah. say and say, yeah, fantastic. That I mean, that's a great idea. I don't. I think what I think though. To I'm going to call you out on it just a little bit. Um, Asshole. In a, in a pop, it, that's why <laughs> it's, it's, it totally works. That's, that's what the producers work. for. That's why trios work. Did no, you, this is why, <laughs> did you guys Trio see some it's kind easy. of monster? That the Metallica documentary. I yeah, everyone has. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, I think I'm. That's so like that when right I'm now. no, 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 it's, no, it's not like that. Are you gonna start crying? <laughs> yeah, right. Dinger needs some tissues. Uh, <laughs> we got some. Don't no, worry. but I'm gonna I'm gonna call. Oh, I'm don't gonna make call, me come over there. Let me call this out though. I mean, the what you're saying makes great sense. I think it's two things that are difficult about it. One of them is I want it all. You can't really. It's hard to define that. And no, well, but 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 let yeah, me say. Okay. So the other part of it is that um, that you're making a unilateral decision. You're not. You're not. You're making a decision for everybody when you do that. And I'm not saying just you, but I'm using this as an example, right? So, yeah, follow the thought. All if you're going to do that, you have to be responsible for following it all the way out. When you lose seven in a row, is that going to create resentment? I'm not asking you to answer that. I'm just saying to consider that idea. Like if you continually make things into um, into trying to have it all. You also have to be responsible for being not just comfortable with, but embracing and looking forward to the result being as negative as it is positive. Because if if what I've been in a situation where the people I've been playing with, someone in the band will just continually try. They figure they get more points if they get more ideas into the songs, which makes no sense at all. (laughs) It has nothing to do with making the songs great or making people like the songs or not even like the songs or following an artistic division. It's just like this competition they're trying to create an objective something they can hold they on they don't to. have a part of the song 
Yeah. They want to have a part of every song. Like, and if they don't, they feel like somehow they're getting cheated or whatever. And there's people in the band who will decide that the more notes they play, then, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and that's all. These are all stages that everybody goes through in their own way. Right. And it, look, I think I, you know, my favorite one is because uh, I used to produce bands. I think we've got the formula down. <laughs> You're like, you can go fuck yourself with that idea. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, you mean the formula was what ended up being Life of Pablo? Really? Because that's what's selling right now. So was that your formula? Well, then you were just wrong. So there's nothing wrong with being wrong. How about don't say I have the formula. How about say this is what's really fun and we love doing right now. And then going and doing it. Yeah. You know? Well, I think I think maybe that's maybe that's the secret to it is. Yeah. It's not you objective. It, it's it, it, it's never going to be something that you can put a number on. Right. It, you can put money numbers on it, but most of that's the way you handle your marketing and timing and all that. But but I think of you it know. this way: it's like um, when you go out and you have beers with your friends, you're not like looking for something out of that other than just like fuck that, Patrick. When I go out with <laughs> beers with my friends, I win beers with my friends. <laughs> but that's it. Like it's like it's like it's like uh, you know. Ultimately, it's like. Every time we get together to play, I'm doing it because I enjoy playing music with my pals. I don't I, do I it totally because, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a, I don't do it because I'm like trying to like, you know, put another notch in my belt per se. It's, you know? it's a break from the everyday. You know it what is. I mean? For me, it's, it's like, you know. I, 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 and, and maybe maybe it's the age thing. That could maybe be it. Maybe it is. But it's like understanding the value of having this time together. You know, is yeah. is so much more realized. Yeah, when nobody you're like, makes jokes. Shit, That's like, a fucking you know? seriously cool thing to say. Yeah. It's a real deal thing. Music isn't something I don't believe that we can really control. I think we have a little bit of control over yeah. it, but yeah. I know it was here before I came along. Yeah. And I know it's gonna be here after I'm gone. Yeah. So rather than trying to control it, it's like enjoying it. Yeah. Right. You know? And I and I so I think that's kind of like I said been kind of the mission for us since the very beginning, and we didn't we didn't start as this group here like we we kind of found these guys and, and they God. weren't always the first, they, you know they they weren't all the first guys we found either you know I mean it's like you find the group that really works well together, and then you say okay is, is everyone kind of is some is everyone existing in the same headspace or not, with with regard to that. Are we all kind of feeling like, man, I got like real good like adrenaline rush after playing tonight. We had a, such a good fucking time. And like, you know, we're sending each other text messages after the session's done and being like, that was really fun. Hopefully you know? we don't ever have to publish those. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Okay, so I, I have. No, but, but you know, and then, and then really walking away from it and being like, man, I can't wait till we get back together and do that again. You know, and it's, it's that to me is the right situation, you know, and. And I think the control that you're talking about, the um, the ego that you're talking about, all that other stuff can become secondary to that because eventually you can be like, you know what, it's not really worth it to me if like what I suggested is the thing that we stuck with versus it's like, is everybody else seeming to have like a good time doing this? But but at the, at the same time, I mean, those that's that compulsion. I mean, mm-hmm. the compulsion that says, hey, man, listen to this, try it out is the one that makes us awesome too. So I'm right. not I'm not I'm actually not calling one out over the other. That's why I keep saying I'm not calling anybody out here. No. It's everybody <laughs> has to balance this. But I find I I, I, I mean see that's that why the chemistry opera. works, right? Yeah. It's like you yeah. have to be you. You have to go ahead and say, "No, guys, this no, I really really want it to sound this way." Right. I just see it as an opportunity <laughs> though. But what, but when what, you have multiple yeah. people like all chiming in, yeah. it's like cool. All right, like I had this thing like totally like 
pigeonholed in my brain. This is how this is going to go. We're going to go down this this route, this avenue, what have you. And somebody just threw a fucking monkey somebody. wrench in it. <laughs> and now I'm like, uh, and I can either get pissed off or I can be like, no, like, yeah, let's try it. Let's try it out. Because again, as Dinger was saying earlier, what are we going to lose? We're going to lose three to five minutes at most. And if it's really worth like going yeah, down that path. There could be something on the other side. There could be something on the other side that I'm like, wow, I didn't hear that before. And maybe it felt a little weird at the beginning. But like now it's like, okay, no, I can't see the song not having that. You know? And, and it's, it's really from a writing standpoint, kind of it's collaboration at its best, I think. The reward potential greatly outweighs the risk of wasting five minutes of your time. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, Tom came up with like the the killer like breakdown and some of the actually influenced the melody on the first song that we played, dancing, um, because you know we we had these spaces in the song that you know we sounded kind of drab without anything. Yeah, I mean, they were just they were, they were just they were there because like that they've always been there. You know what I mean? Those that space was there because that's just the way it was. And uh, Tom had taken time to, you know, he had heard something and we, we went over it and over it and over it. And that was like the, the dinger's melody a couple times it came through. And then the, what do you call it? It's like a three, four time breakdown in between the last yeah, right, uh, right, verse, right. like the, the last two verses, the th three and the four verse. And like, yeah. it, it came together and I think it sounds awesome. And we, we kept it. And I totally grooved on it. It was where yeah, you, it was super yeah, cool. you used to have like an insert solo there or whatever like that just to keep some interest. And it was like way better. I love that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we all sort you know, we talked about that. And, you know, the, the tune itself is it's, it's a great tune uh, and it's got a lot of kind of interesting parts. But in terms of uh, the dynamic range or that sort of thing, it sort of stays even pretty much the whole time, which I like about it. You know, it moves. It, it chugs along, you know, yeah, it, it grooves, exactly. Um, but in terms of, you know, Pat was a little worried that, like, you know, well, God, we keep doing all these. people's interest. Yeah, exactly. You it's, know? you know. Well, it's fine not to be on, again, sorry, <laughs> old, old producer guy, a little <laughs> on the nose, but it's a song about dancing, and that's the part that you're dancing to. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it's good. Yeah. Speaking of, I, I, we have a million questions, but uh, I know you guys want to play another song. Yes. We weren't going to play it at the end, because so I want to be able to leave a little time to talk about uh, whatever that is. Plus, I figure it's going to take you a minute or two to get your act together to do the second song here. Yeah. Ah. We never tried doing this on the uh -huh. podcast live cool. here. Right? He's so, all ready. Dinger's ready. Always ready. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So what's uh, while you're getting ready, what is let's talk about it ahead of time this time. What is this song? Uh, what's it called? What's it about a little bit? What's All right. So on? this song is called Caught Me. So I look away. It's a working title, uh, but it's actually just about <clears throat> putting yourself in that situation where you're in a public place, whether it's a, a bar which or, is a stereotypical or like or even a pub yeah a pub <laughs> if you will or right. or just any sort of public public space and maybe uh you kind of look at somebody and and um you know maybe they kind of catch your attention a little bit get smitten and, uh, a bit you might get smitten maybe and uh and they, they as you, and they catch you looking at them and they catch you looking at them until you kind of like you know Okay, I'm gonna roll my eyes away. And, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at my so, watch right so now. So you guys, and then you, you kind of look back, yeah. and they look right. They're like looking right at you, and you're like, "Oh, I'm totally, totally." It totally caught me. Caught. I see. So this song is about you guys being players. Yeah, saying, exactly. Right? Or okay. creeps. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting this is about this is about our <laughs> babes. <laughs> this <laughs> is about our O game. We said bar, Did but you we just meant say playground. Skeezing. <laughs> Skeezing. Skeezing. That's a legit. This is about our complete lack of game. 
But no, it's a it's a it's a fun tune though. It's a it's a good dance tune, and uh, Ryan came up with a really really solid uh, lick on this one. He did. Oh, this no pressure, example. Ryan. No pressure. This is an example fuck it up. of collaboration at its best. <laughs> yeah. Time I know you're near 
Wow. Nice work. Thank you. I like the Don't big major seven on the end. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. Super smooth. Classic. <laughs> I love and major classy. sevens, man. I say fucking own them. Use them. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. What a great song, man. We worked through that ending quite a bit. It was it, That just seemed to be what worked the best. Yeah. Bad. Obviously, this uh, it's an audio podcast, not a video. You can't see, but you can see the band just like all like tunes in, like okay, ending coming. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it was it, that that one actually came. Uh, Pat, I think what did you have? You you had a riff, and then you had "Call Me So I Look Away," right? But yeah. there wasn't really a, t- a lot of other things. You had like uh, you know the filler. The filler language, as far as you know, you, the words, but yeah, I mean, basically, it was like the the chorus only. Yeah, and um, and so it was one of those tunes. I was like, you know, it was what kind of early on when Craig and I were getting together, and and it was funny because Craig was always about like let's 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 write some tunes, let's write some songs, you know, and and I was like, yeah, 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 you know, and it was always like let's just like make the set list, let's expand the set list for the cover stuff, and. After a while, it seemed to make sense. It was like, no, let's let's do some original stuff. Let's take a break tonight. Like, let's just like do some original tunes. There's like 200 songs on this list now. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> this cover song, this cover list is like, yeah, pretty long. And um, but really, it was just it was like, all right. And what was really funny is um, just having somebody to bounce, having somebody to bounce the uh, the the lyrics or or the the song ideas off of um, was so uh, helpful. Because it was just kind of one of those things. It was like, okay, um, here's what I have in mind. Here's like the hook I came up with. Here's what. Here's like the couple of words words that I put together so far. And then it was like, all right, man, that sounds great. No, that's really cool. So like, what's the song about? Yeah, you know. And it was like, oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, what can the song be about? You know. And <laughs> and after a while, you kind of started to realize it was like maybe a little formulaic, but it was kind of like, okay, so. What do you want the song to be about? Like, why don't you tell the story? Like, write the story first and then, like, kind of start to whittle things down a little bit. Kind of like, you know, like a wood carpenter or somebody, you know, somebody right. who's, like, shaping things. And, like, this is this is what I want the lines to be like. This is how I kind of want rhythm, rhythmically the, the lines to sound. And, and uh, but this is the story I want to tell. And it, that became the important thing, right. you know? Right. We didn't, um, we didn't even really bring it out until we had this group together. Cause no. Like yeah. it, you know, it just for some reason I think we jammed on it maybe a couple times, but it wasn't really didn't feel finished. There was still yeah. stuff to work on. We just had I think we just had great energy with this with this group, and it was yeah. like all right, let's see how everybody would feel with this. And same sort of process, uh, demo brought it in. Yep, had some demo stuff, um, and and this time it was like Craig and I on the on the demo, and it was you know kind of showing everybody, and then but I think a lot of it was was just like playing it live. And then again, just having everybody kind of contribute their own piece to it, you know. Yeah, I think there, there was um, the one practice. Like, I don't think I made that one, but like when I came back and like Ryan had that riff down that was like like almost like a horn section t- type riff, and like the the whole song had like I don't want to say changed, but it, it it had had matured. Yeah, you know, it had turned into something like way more material. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it it it. I think it kind of. I hesitate to use the word, but I think it completed the song. <laughs> yeah, you know, like because yeah. it, yeah. it, it, it it was a really cool um, idea. Like the, you know everything that that was written up until that point, and then Ryan just I don't know if it needed a riff. And yeah, he, like, yeah. I don't know. If, it, I don't know if you were like really yeah. trying to, or if I, you were just I like. I think it's from that first "Color Me Bad" record. <laughs> 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 Sounds like all of you guys want to sex each other up. <laughs> Yes. 
No, yes. it was it was a deeper cut than that. <laughs> I Sorry, can't I can't remember the other <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> was there another cut? I think they had two I hits, had right? I Color me bad. <laughs> oh right, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. I'm not looking any of this stuff up. This is where I usually look it up. Well, it's all right. So you, you don't, don't need have to, to look to. it up. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. Super fan. Ryan knows for sure. <laughs> How many D's in Color Me Bad? Those D's. Those D's. So, uh, so our, uh, so it's become a tradition on the podcast to uh, to talk about road stories. You guys probably have a couple, but you have a special. I'm going to ask you a special road story question. Okay. Right? Ooh. You're uh, a last wedding. <laughs> <laughs> some Wait of us, hold on. Some of us, some of us have endured the uh, process of playing at weddings, which we all know. I'm going to ask you. Uh, yeah, I know where you think I'm going. But I'm going inside <laughs> out. Every now and then, you're playing a wedding. For those of people, again, you can uh, anybody who's seen the Wedding Singer um, <laughs> knows that there is the reason why the movie's funny is because it's true, right? There's times where you're playing w- weddings in literally a fucking room that is only made to have weddings in and you're like uh, and it's usually named like the dusky roads or some <laughs> bullshit right and uh and you end up basically going in and you set up your shit and you play your fucking song and the people aren't even having that good a time and then they're done and you close down and another band is coming in and they're getting ready to have another wedding in the same goddamn room and you're just going <sighs> like this is not what I thought when I was listening to Bad Brains when I was a kid. You know, like this is not how it was gonna happen, man. Bad Brains would have booked both weddings. Yeah, exactly. Right. They would have fucked the bride on the way out. Is <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but I digress. My question is: here's a here's a a a, a curveball. I can remember playing every now and then you play a wedding, and it was fucking perfect. Yeah. What yeah. was the Best wedding. Oh god, one of you guys tough. played. That's actually a tough. That question. actually is a really hard question. I don't think we have many weddings where we feel like. Oh, There's been a couple. There's paid. been a couple. Yeah, but they even right. they turn say, around. We haven't had any bad yeah. weddings right. like that. No, I figured. Ever. No, but how about how about just as far as Pat and I as a duo though. <laughs> bit by a dog. <laughs> the first wedding we ever played, Craig got bit by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bride and groom's dog. Well, you kind of have to finish that story. Yeah. When <laughs> I'm not surprised. So uh so it was like a pu- it was a it was a perfect day. Pat and I probably had maybe 25, 30 songs tops that we had learned at that They're point. They were going to say beers. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone yeah, thought he was going to say beers, Because yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. But wait, which which is just Barely enough to, to do a wedding on, right? Yeah. And so we, we, we played seriously like three and a half hours straight, I think, at this point. And uh, their uncle kept coming up to us and like, you know, like, you know giving us Play simple some money. Man. Like, half hour, half hour, half hour. By the time right. five hours passed. I'm sorry, I, keep, I have to keep clarifying some yeah. people about it. So, right. So sometimes you, you're scheduled to do a certain amount of time. Someone yeah. will come up and drop like a $50 bill on you. you be like, guys, 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 guys. Like 20 minutes. Like, half come on, hour, just keep yeah. playing. Yeah. Right. And you feel so dirty, but you take it. Yeah, you just yeah. take it. So oh, you, no, you don't feel dirty at all. You're like, give me 100 bucks and I'll keep playing. Right. So, yeah. so I, I, I go, we're done now. And I'm going out to get my car because I drove that one. and was down the hill at this uh, camp yeah. or whatever. Needless to say, we were on their good side for for yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah, it was a great night. It was awesome. Everybody there was super super awesome. All of a sudden, something hits my ankle like a freight train. I was like, "Ow, that really hurt!" And like this dog just runs off, and I thought he just was running, being a dork, and like head butted right into my my ankle. Right. And uh, so I go and like I get my car. It's pitch black, and uh, 
I drive it back up, and then all of a sudden, like my flip flop, my my heel keeps slipping out of my flip flop. Oh man! And I look back, and it's like just like my leg is just like done, <laughs> like puncture wounds, like five <laughs> puncture wounds, and just like blood everywhere. So you had twenty five beers. <laughs> so I, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had twenty five beers. I don't. Even, I don't even know if we even had a drink because we didn't even take a break that day. And, uh, Which on. also is a bad idea. Come on, yeah, you have as soon as he's built in your mic stand. We didn't even have this. This was like the first. Yeah. Yeah. The helmets came. All, the, all, all these things were cued. <laughs> the <laughs> the two two they, beer helmets. They were learning. Yeah, yeah like those learning was, that was all part of the learning process. You had the process. Homer Simpson helmet. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like, you know, it was such an awesome day except for that one moment. And of course, like, I'm driving home. My wife's like, Did you ask if it had his rabies shot? I'm like, Who thinks to ask these questions? Right. And, uh, and so we're just like we had this whole thing going. I was just like the billowing clouds, lovely day, <laughs> bright and sunny. Right. Love was all around. Yeah. Did bit, you get rabies bit shots by a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get rabies shots? I didn't. That's okay, that's it. Then. That yeah. that might be the that might be the clue to you guys. To some of the right. <laughs> You're still with some us. I'm still with a good thing. Some but I didn't know if you got them and the dog. You know, I mean, I, I would have loved to have heard that story. No, uh, Craig get like lit up eight times by a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, uh, I, uh, have you started yet? I'm already done. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing chalk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. See, see, Patrick, this is why we always talk I'm about right. Dinger with the zingers. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, that, that was, that was, that was probably, uh, and then there's the brunch one. That was fun. <coughs> but other than that, the rest of them have been spectacular. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do you have one that really stuck out as beautiful? Like a perfect place, perfect time, God. anything weird Halloween wedding? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, our last wedding <laughs> was kind of like that. I mean, Patrick, you want to tell that story? The the, the last the last one Wait, has that gig master review come in? <laughs> yeah. Did you post this? No, after? It the, was beautiful. The last, it the was last awesome. wedding we did was like totally relaxed, and it was. Um, it was almost like to a fault. It was too relaxed, and uh, and so it's very diplomatic way of putting uh, it. <laughs> what ended up happening is uh, at one point, uh, Craig was calling buffet tables while he was eating his food at our table. <laughs> he was uh, on the wireless microphone calling table nineteen. You may now go up to get your food, right? Like between chicken fingers, right? Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean I, the, the thing about it, honestly, is there, there really isn't Drum one. Solo. There isn't. There really isn't one that sticks out. Oh right. God. What What there is though is as you as you kind of like uh, rewind through them, there's like a, almost a memorable part of each one. Right. right. And um, and I will say this, like I think that. We've heard horror stories from from folks who have done right, this, right. and and it's like I think Craig and I both feel like incredibly lucky that we've never had. I mean, you know, basically when we started playing with 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 Ryan and Dinger and and Tom, it was like, oh, you guys are just hired guns. Right. Like you guys are just coming in. We're just gonna give you here you go, and 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 like you guys gotta learn the tunes, and this is what the set list looks like. Right. Here's the book. Although, although we never made we a really enjoy the buffet. Right. Although, yeah. although we never make a set list. But anyway, um, but 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 Ryan uh, needs to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 really, it was just kind of like you know, you guys just need to show up at you know X time, and you know Craig and I'll probably already be in the cocktail hour at that time, so just right. set up and yeah. and try to kind of make yourself scarce a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that, you're right. Get right. kicked out of every room. Yeah, get kicked out of every room at the country club. But no, but right I mean, it, you know, it's like I think we've been incredibly lucky. Like the the bride and grooms have been super super cool. The families have been super cool. Yeah, and um, 
you know, some sometimes the venues can be a little weird. Yeah. But but that's really what you remember is more like the, the policies of the venue and how weird they were. Yeah. It's actually more like the mm. the folks who like do the like tent in their backyard that you're like, that's Man, what that wedding like. was really cool. Well, was that's just, what I was. Those are always like, the best. Right. Yeah. It's right. like it's Everyone's like the folks that are just kind of like. You know? You know, it's it's always good to have somebody who kind of steers the boat a little yeah. bit, but at the same time, you're kind of like, you know, it's cool, like when it's just relaxed and I don't have to worry about policies. And, yeah, like putting and, beers you know, away that are yeah. already open and drunken. <laughs> damn, damn, wedding planners! Like we can say this because most of our weddings have had a wedding planner, but they always give the band the hairy eyeball. You know, they look at you well, that okay, one eye. Okay, like, I'm sorry. Suspect. I feel they're like are you, are you drinking alcohol? I, I feel like I'm playing a game with you, man. But have you seen most wedding bands? I mean, yeah, they, you yeah. should get the hair eyeball, right? right? I mean, right. you guys are, are really sweet people. Most wedding bands are made up of heroin-addled saxophone <laughs> players and people who are like, you know, Can if they're playing be? on blues night, they're going to walk on the bar and kick yeah. everybody's stuff off and get into a fight. I mean... Wedding bands are not cool most of the time. And, I know, and, and I you guys are not an example I know, of and your I, average I, wedding. You're band, right, you know? you're right, but I still don't like to be profiled. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. No, I, I I totally get it. I mean that's 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 kind of where the question comes from. I mean, it's really easy to be cynical when you're playing at weddings. Yeah, and and I think that that therefore a lot of bands bring a lot of shit on themselves by being cynical going in. Yeah, I mean, I, like the way I look at it is like. You know, Craig and I are the captains of the fantasy football team and we like pick the good guys. You know what I mean? Like we just had like really good picks and it's working out so far so so yes. far so good. You know, Ryan so is blushing. Very happy. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are our top top three picks right here. Nobody nobody's on the end. No, but I mean it, it honestly it's just it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you kind of um everyone's got experience doing bar gigs for you know 200 bucks and like being like jesus i had to lug my gear in and i played for three people and what the fuck am i doing here wait you and mean a bar gig that paid just me 200 bucks pretty good man <laughs> excuse me and then right. and then you go and no, you play I don't have that and you go and you play a wedding for you know for for close to 10 times that and you say wait a minute everyone's here to have a fucking good time and yeah. nobody's watching the socks game like that sounds awesome you know what i mean everyone's right? dancing and they're totally engaged and there's food and there's food and there's you know and there's beer and there's yeah. good times and, and that, good people that's why we like the tents in the backyard because like is you know usually there's a yeah. keg and some beers and some food and everybody's it's it's, it's just like it's a lot late. more relaxed yeah right? the relaxed relax the better the more relaxed the better they yeah. still and frown on the merch table though they do yeah yeah <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they do but, but funny I, I will since say, more than half of dude, them will what end is in this? divorce. Is right? this a t-shirt that says, I got mocked? I had some J's? What are you doing to my wedding? Uh, <laughs> see you well, guys at the next one. Those yeah, are our yeah, favorite yeah. weddings, though. Yeah. The, uh, but I mean, and the funny thing is that I, I couldn't agree with you more um, on, on at, at certain weddings um, and with certain people. I mean, you guys have a really cool thing going on. I, yeah. I was more of that... Uh, like contractor would call you and say, show up on these days with these people you don't right. know and you know, you're playing on right. a real book and shit. But, um, but I think the, I think it, it's easy to forget that, that you are there at someone's most important day of their goddamn life. We never forget that. Though. I mean, that's obvious. You guys are tuned into that shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, th I think that that honestly is, um, is probably what has kept us like so focused in that whole business yeah. is because we're just like, dude, this is your day. This yeah. is your party. It really this is. This is your yeah. moment with your friends and family. And like, yeah, we're just here. It's a paid gig for us. But like, 
uh-uh. Like nothing like like what you want us to do. And I mean, granted, there there are there are reasonable limits, right? Oh, I mean, of nobody you wants don't want to be, fucking sing butterfly. Nobody wants every to be standing time. in a yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to be standing in a mud pit having somebody ask them to play like tool covers right. like at the last minute. Well, but at the same time, it's I'm like sorry, you know, sorry, you lost me there. <laughs> but but no, but it's yes. Like, but but at the same time, it's like it's it's like you just kind of recognize like, look, we can work together. To put together a really yeah. really great day for you and your family, and and an unforgettable one because that's what mine was for me, right. you know, and and I think that's what Craig's was for him, yeah, and I think everybody to some extent that's what what it was for them, and so it's kind of like okay, you know, like this is what we want to try yeah. to make for people. Well, you're 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 getting into a really cool thing too, where it's 2016. Things are not the same as they used to be 15 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 40 years ago. You know, the 80s were a long time ago, and people still wow. think about that as like a thing, right? <laughs> But it's like there's nothing that is super exclusionary anymore about being a great band, just a great original band playing beautiful songs like what you just fucking played and also handling some business on the side or whatever. I, I don't feel like I feel like there was a big stigma, you know, what? When Crosby, Stills, and Nash were singing, it was bad. No, they were fucking playing at people's weddings, too. They just weren't playing the electric goddamn slide, but right. whatever. I mean, I, right. it's more about how you <laughs> handle the wedding than anything else. And, and yeah, you already it's it, it, and, and you're not you're not faking it. I mean, like I said, if you were or like we were saying, if you were the bad brains, it's going to be a little rough to go. <laughs> and now we're going to play take the A train, you know, but. It's like that's what, what everyone's thinking, though. <laughs> okay, I guess. Do you want to start a wedding band with me? No. <laughs> There's a market for this no, for sure. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it's Deep all pockets. yours. The thing that's always been weird, uh, cool for me about playing with these guys, and the reason, like, you know, I decided to keep playing with them, you know, because at first it was like, hey, you want to play a gig? It wasn't like, hey, you're in the band, welcome, here's your passport, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, and so my first gig, I think, like, immediately I was like, this is awesome because, um, you know, when you're playing a wedding, there can really be the weight of like, hey, this is the most important day in their life. So you're like, oh God, please don't fuck up, please don't fuck up, please don't fuck up. The whole time, like, you know, you're playing and it can be kind of intense, you know, and, and it's not much fun, but somehow these guys have managed to make it so we're having a shit ton of fun. We're just like laid back and grooving and rocking out and it doesn't feel like a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, we play well, we, we play the songs well, we, we nail them, but we nail them uh, and we also are laid back and having fun at the same time. So... Um, like I don't feel like I have the weight of the world on me when I'm jammed with these guys at a wedding, and and yet the product is really good. So I'm always yeah. kind of like amazed by it. Like, how are we able to just be chill and laid back and like rock out like we're having fun while also delivering this awesome product? Because I know I've seen their Gigmaster reviews; they're really high. So you can book us at wealthyband.com. <laughs> well, it's funny because wealthymusic.com because the uh, hashtag because the feeling of this uh, of like. Learning to to play music and being an artist and then being a performer and then learning to record and write songs and write songs that are somehow relatable to other people, but not totally exactly sounding exactly like something else and all this. It's complicated, right? And it's sort of you look at it not just as an art, but as a craft or like a trade. This is I think I think maybe I'll throw it out there. Maybe it's possible that 
the early days of wedding bands, you know, like when you begin playing with a wedding band or any what we'll call, G, they, we used to call them GB bands, like sort of general business bands, right? Um, which means you're playing, you know, for the fucking Celtics or you're playing, you know, a party somewhere or whatever. These kind of things you show up, you're, you're that that sort of generic band, right? General business. General business. <laughs> Implied in the name, right? Yeah, I guess it is. And the point anyway. is that you could argue that that's in a, like an apprenticeship. You know, it's like an apprenticeship for like how to just get a goddamn gig done, you know, because it's one thing to write songs. It's another thing to have a band and oh, you're going to be really great. Oh, we're going to have a party. But you, we all know. I mean, if you guys can't see, you can see the pictures that are uh, that go out with the episode. There's a fuck ton of equipment that came into this room in like a half an hour. It all works. <laughs> yeah. You That's know, a very important point. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I, I'm, I think obviously the band's not going to talk about because you know I'm, I'm embarrassing them, but it all works. We have so many fucking chords. We have all this equipment. Uh, nothing's humming. Nothing's on fire. Nothing's <laughs> like God damn it. Ah, oh, right. This kind of stuff. No, but this kind of stuff doesn't come easy, and I, right. I think. That's what the stuff that goes along. And the other thing, like you're saying, man, I mean, you play with 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 anybody or any sort of situation in front of a bunch of different people for long enough. All of a sudden, everything gets chill and it doesn't have to be. I think early on, people people run a lot of the times, a lot of young musicians run on that fear and the energy and the vibe that comes out of just being in front of people. And later on, it gets weird because it's not. It's still wonderful, but it's not as scary. And a lot of people will sort of fall out of it. Sure. They'll move away from it. They won't. And, you know, if you if you kind of embrace that idea that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the energy doesn't have to be forced upon you by your fear, (laughs) but you can bring the energy forward. All of a sudden you realize you get this communication going on, man. Yeah. Between the people and the band and the audience and the songs and everything just goes. It makes a huge difference when it you play does. a show and you feed off the crowd as much as they're feeding off yeah. of you. It's, it's, yeah. it's literally going back to that bar gig that you play in front of three people that you just say, damn it. You know, I work so hard on like all this practice, all this arrangement, all these different things, all these different issues, like whatever drama you may have had all along the way. And this is like what I'm going to like pitch it to. I'm going to pitch it to three people. And a bartender who doesn't give two shits. But, and I'm not arguing. I'm, doing, I, I'm you know? totally validating what you're saying. But man, what you do have in that room at that time is the same thing. Whether you have 7,000 people or seven, you have the music. Right. You're just enjoying it. So, so and I enjoying guess, it, by the way, can also be fucking rocking so yeah, fucking hard, right. too. I'm not, I don't mean like right. you have to be like, you know, fucking James Taylor about it. But I, I, think, I think that, though, is the difference. Like we talk about the kind of parallels between the two situations is when you're playing you know, Sweet Home Alabama, which is Ryan's favorite song, by the way. Uh, if we play that meal. tune and, uh, and, and you get every, everyone, you love get that everyone song. rocking on it, you know, or, or, or we play, you know, uh, you can call me Al or, or, or Sweet Caroline. Or, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, uh, Huey Lewis in the News, uh, Power of Love or, or something like that. You know, you could do, you can do so many tunes and you can get, you can get these great crowd responses. But when you're in that empty bar, it's like if you're playing and the sound system is good, you don't really care anymore about how, how it's like it. you're like, I don't really care how like that there's only three people. It's there. not. It would be totally yeah. ideal if yeah. there was 100 people there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like 
you know, if you can kind of turn and look kind of internally, you know, sewing circle style, like at each other yeah. and just find yeah. like, hey, you know what? Here's what we here's what we created. And we're having a shit ton of fun, whether there's, you know, 100 people here or not. Then like you don't really lose in that situation. Yeah. Anymore, like know? the uh, the the one thing that always comes out in my mind as far as like that, an example for that is, uh, you know, we did a show once at a place and it was like in under a tent. It was raining. It was cold. We were delegated out to go through the rain there was like a, a there was like a river going underneath us. Our food was cold. It was it, it was just like miserable. The, the My kind of game. Yeah, the dance. <laughs> yeah, the dance floor was, was about. Cold. It was so dreary. The dance floor Potions was like thirty were feet stingy. away. As long as there's no dog. I'm pretty sure nobody got up to even pee for three hours. Ah, yeah. They were all sitting there with their backs turned to us, like just filling up the wine, like you know, right. So we just did our thing. The only person that ever, that danced was like one mother and her like you know eighteen month old daughter that came out and like did a jig on one thing. This is a duo gig. Let's be clear. This <laughs> is a duo gig. And and um, it's impressive that the eighteenth month, eighteen month old, yeah, did yeah. a jig. And it was it was just it was, was just well ahead like of the, the curve. Just the, the the weather and everything was freezing. It was just miserable. Everybody was just like conquered down with like their jackets, and nobody wanted to move. And so Pat and I look at each other, and we're just like, man, this is like worst gig ever. Yeah, like the, the, like what did like we we just we we tried to keep our mind up. We <laughs> are our, we we brought are our we being game. punished? Yeah, it's like we brought our <laughs> a game. We were like you know we had a great time. <laughs> but we didn't think that anybody, like nobody was listening. We didn't think anybody was listening, and we thought it was just like the worst. Yeah, you were totally wrong. Yeah, there was and like then, a second reception line at the end of the wedding. Yeah, and like <laughs> then, then we're done. We're picking up, like we're handing out cards. Like everyone's <laughs> come up to us, telling how awesome it was. Like you know, we, you were the light. Yeah. You were the only heat in the place. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's you right. were the sun. They, Music we, is so much more important. But it just blew us away, you know. It's like we didn't think anybody was even listening. But lo and behold, everybody like you know, there's, there there are times when you have a show that people aren't going to get up and dance. They're not. You're not. You're not going to get the response that you think you're going to have. But you're making an impact more than what you could ever gauge. We could do it right now. Response. It's it's all you got to do. And uh, <laughs> all you got to do. One solution for that kind of situation is to remember what it's like if you're not there. Yeah. Right. So ready? Just don't say anything for a second. Ready? Mm. Okay. Okay, that's what happens yeah. when you don't play music. Yeah. There's still outside. <laughs> there's still a river running runner, everybody. It's still <laughs> shitty food. And there's no music. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> right. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> no offense to anybody, but at least it wasn't a DJ. Like I, I, I fully support live music. Yeah, yeah. Instruments. I mean, but even if it's a, I mean, fuck, even <laughs> if it's a DJ, like you want. It, it, I think point, DJs are cool. Yeah, they're they're cool. They can be. They can be. Cool. But they don't have. They don't have. They don't have the same. They're solo. You they don't, don't have, have to feel bad. You don't have to feel bad because DJs say the same goddamn thing about you. They're like, yeah. oh, what are you going to play a guitar solo now? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard a guitar solo <laughs> in a goddamn top 10 song for the last 25 years, said the DJ. <laughs> right? So he's like, oh, really? So believe me, everybody makes fun of everybody. It's all good. You're all good. You can say whatever you want. Go tell them to take their fucking iPod, turn it on, and wave their hands or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. They have killer light shows, though. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Right? So... No, I think I mean yeah. The, the the music thing it just seems to elevate. If you let it elevate, if you just sort of fall into it, yeah. I mean, if there's only three people there and you wanted a hundred, that's ninety seven people who missed out, man. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's also it's not me. those three people's fault that no one else showed up. You this know, this is correct. It's yeah. So true. They they're there this again. Imagine if you stop playing. Now there's like 
They're like, oh my God, I'm in a bar with two other people just listening to nothing. Why? Life sucks. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you're, yeah. <laughs> and these are all, these are all like lessons learned too. Cause as yeah. John just stated, it's like, you know, you, you don't want to overplay the market. You got to like right. make sure you promote, you do your homework and all that stuff. So these are all lessons that we've learned as we've gotten a little older and kind of yeah. pace ourselves a little bit and, more. And thankfully, we haven't had a show like that in probably like four years. I know. We've had great shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can hear. I mean, what you guys have going um, just from one tune to another. I mean, I didn't do a lot of research coming in. I listen, I've, I've actually known Patrick for a little while, but um, I didn't know the Wellfleet thing. I listened to a couple of tunes. I'm like, this is cool. I'm just going to let it, you know, stop there. Let's let the podcast go the way it's going to go. But the two, 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 the two tunes fit together beautifully. Everybody's kind of got their role. Everyone has their own sort of color they're adding to the band. I can hear some cool influences, but it doesn't sound too derivative. All those things aren't a mistake. It doesn't come out of nowhere, man. Plus, man, if you want to see wedding bands and shit as like a as an apprenticeship, you get to put your hands as everyone playing the instrument, well, except for the harmonica player, um, <laughs> on like the world's greatest songs, right? You know, you go back and you play some song, a simple song like "My Girl" or whatever, right? And you realize if you're really going to do this song well, that it if you really want to make it sound like Motown. You can't just go burn chicken and nugget sunshine. It's like that's not gonna happen, man. <laughs> you really gotta go. What is the thing? Where is the like the kernel of awesome there? And right. it's really subtle, right? But when you do that, and then the next song is, you know, whatever you're gonna. Dinger do. and I have uh, talked straight about up. this. Yeah, Dinger yeah. and I have talked about this, right. right? It's about getting behind the beat sometimes. And you have to yeah, it's oh, like yeah, getting yeah. In the yeah. We use bit. different terms, but yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, the thing is, but they all feel different, right? right. But no, you're right. Definitely. Yeah, if you're going to pull out the Paul Abdul second after that, <laughs> you, you're, you're straight up. That's, but I mean, but everybody knows, like, you're playing the drums. Some of it is all about the, the snare drum, all of it's all about the backbeat. Some of it's all about the clang, 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 clang. Nobody cares what else the hell you're doing, right? Most of today's music is about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, again, but that, sure. And it's it easy is, to make a joke. But I mean, it, it's, it's, but today's music is fucking complicated, man. It's easy to make fun of a band that, that has a floor tom next to the singer and they'll go, hey, all the time. But it's but oh my god! But it, you're that's just I'm about to go off. I don't want to talk about modern day indie music. No, uh -oh. no, because uh -oh. but no, but but to be fair, modern day indie music is really wide ranging. It's just it easy to focus on the things that sound like the Lumineers or whatever. Oh and the Lumineers god. in particular, Group really, sing along. Yeah, but they really fucking kill it. And well. Uh, not look. I mean, I have to represent the audience first, myself second, and then you guys third. You guys are a group sing along band, so you really can't go after the group sing along. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah, I, I. To your point, I think something like like that. Like I, I feel kind of the same way you guys do about like the Lumineers, for instance. About yep. like okay, right. okay, I understand what why we all. Just it, it's easy to make that. fun of, but it's easy yeah, that. And like, you know, whatever their hit is, whatever it's ho, ho hey, yeah, but whatever. They're, but they're fucking hit. That, they do it in this special way that, yeah, that, that I can't taken do. in and of itself, yeah. just outside of, you know, all the other songs that may sound like it or however, how, yeah. however many times it's played yeah. on the radio every day or was yeah. played, whatever. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that song in and of itself is a well done Oh, tune. it's fucking great. Yeah. What a great. You got like, there you go. Like. But it's 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 the tip it's the typical instrument 
guy thing to do. I'm a fucking guy too. It's like, oh, I heard those chords, so that song must suck. Well, you know, you can't. It's hard to say. What I was getting at though is that when you have, when you're forced to put your hands on that song, you got to take a step back and go, okay, there is more going on. We all know songs that have two fucking chords in them that we love. We all know songs that have just as that, as that, as that, just a melody like that that we love, right? And it's like, it's not the complexity. There's always something. It's that kernel. And anyway, for me, when I was in doing those kind of, you know, four set gigs, it made me realize, wow, there is something behind every fucking song. It doesn't matter with fucking the wind beneath your wings. I love that song. <laughs> Bottom line is, it's you're going, okay, it's my turn to sing this one. I'm going to have to sing this. It's the, it's the dance. It's going to be the father and the daughter. Okay, all right. My friend Peter, the saxophone, is going to stand next to me and go, stare at me the entire time, try to make me laugh, right? And I'm going, you know what? That fucking guy's going to cry about halfway through here. And if he goes, because you're looking at this giant six foot, you know, seven, you know, seven foot tall father, his little daughter, he's giving her away and he's going to have to go back into his giant truck with you know, fucking Hemi in it. He's dreaming about his whole life, right? And you're going to see a song and that guy fucking cries and I'm like, I'm going to fucking cry now, right? <laughs> you know, it's true. It's really easy to just stand back and go, I know what cool is, so I'm going to do that. But maybe one of the things I learned as I got older is nobody knows what cool means. <laughs> Everybody thinks they do, but they don't. And it only lasts for a little while. Well, yeah, I mean, there is no cool. I mean, that, yeah, that's been can't. discovered since, uh, what was it, what is hip power tower? I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, look at guys like Johnny Depp. Is he cool? Or yeah, Benicio Del Toro? Or is he cool? I don't know what cool, cool means. Yeah. That's just, it just means I don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> cool to me means I lose lots uh, of weight. crying while singing when Benicio <laughs> Cool to me is somebody will support somebody through a dumbass story. Yeah, no, I'm there. I loved That's it. Right. See, there's love all around yeah. the room. All right. What, how, do we, how does vibes. everybody vibe with, the, uh, with Wellfleet, the original thing you guys are you you're recording now are you done recording what's the situation we're done recording so we have the debut album out now okay uh it's called from the garage from the garage you are these songs it. on the from the garage uh no. these songs are not no these that's are, what uh, i'm getting at these have never yeah. been heard before these the newest and new the newest how, how old is the debut album we released it in August. August fifth. So. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a, been a long podcast. I forgot. You already talked about that. So ah, that's yeah. okay. No worries. So, so circle on the wagon. That's okay. So <laughs> hit so, it twice, man. That's right. Let people how, know. Why not? So two. So how I do it. Separate. <laughs> separate the questions then. So first off, I'd imagine you have like a Bandcamp or a, Wells, uh, a website, or are you on iTunes? How do people listen? Can you listen on Spotify? What's yeah, your situation? Of course. Yes. yes. Yeah, Wellfleet. Wellfleetmusic.com on Spotify is our right. is our uh, website. Right. Uh, pretty much like our Facebook page is Wellfleet Music. You can do uh, you can find us on iTunes, yeah, on that's Apple Music, yeah, right. and Spotify, go. all that good stuff. Good. Um, you know, we did the whole like sign up for CD Baby distribution, so you can probably right. find us on like Napster and Rhapsody and all that. stuff. No, it's fantastic. I, 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 Amazon. Napster. You're doing, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Napster. He's not known. What, what, what have you? Yeah. You're ninety seven. You're yeah. doing you're doing the right thing. You're, you're doing so. the right thing. You gotta you gotta get in straight. Period. Yeah. That's just old guy talking. But but no. streaming is everyone's yeah. jam. So it's not a matter of uh, rah, rah, yeah, great. I mean, Put it on the streaming. Yeah, I mean, get I on MySpace. It, so move on. And do it. Yeah, right. So <laughs> yeah. That, we haven't updated the MySpace profile in a couple weeks. So, get on it. So so then so there's new material. How are you? Do you do you think 
album or do you just would you just record this or i mean you just kind of did record this yeah we haven't really boxed it yet you know i mean like we we, you know you talk about things but we haven't really put it in a box just like this is what we're gonna do you know i mean like it could be in it could be like an ep could be a full album when it comes down to it Um, recording is expensive yeah the the issue though is 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 that it doesn't have to be expensive doesn't have to be so so really um i would say you know one of the things that probably keeps this fun and exciting for everybody is you know to get into that uh, album cycle a little bit, whether it's independent or not, you but, guys, you, know, you, you, you you try to generate something maybe every you know eighteen to twenty four months, and just say, hey, this is cool. We got some fresh stuff, even if it's like only an EP's worth. Yeah, but you got yeah. something uh, to put out there for the masses, and and that's what you do. The masses, at, at the risk of being you know mm, a little flip so about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get I get what you're saying, and and sort of cool story, bro. But just do a fucking live album, man. You guys are so good. Right. Let's record That's it live, a like idea. a week from now. All your new shit. Well, whatever. You know, take a little time to get the shit together. Play it on three gigs, and then record the fourth one. I'm really glad you said that because, like, not a lot of local acts do that. That's well, like no, Dave Matthews I'm, does that. He has like Fifty and Fish. Well, and the Dave, like, Dave Matthews is is. I mean, it's kind of he's been around for like thirty point, right? years. So, like, yeah. we have to think about something he's that like, younger but some people bands will don't, they don't put yeah. out very many live albums, and then some bands that they have more live albums. Yeah, than I'm not even studio albums. I mean, I'm agreeing. But like, what I was saying is, local artists have. No one does right. live albums. I mean, yeah. the only live album I've ever heard of from a local ar- artist was Percy Hill Live, and it was amazing. That's like, like one of my Hill's all-time like thing, favorite yeah, right. albums. It's kind of a thing that established but bands we, do, right? I mean, you guys that. should do it. It would sound yeah, awesome. I'm down. You should totally People do it. People would be like, what is this local I'm, album that's live? I'm, right? I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you know you should, you should do it the same way you do another album. I'm just saying recording live would be fantastic for you guys because you're really good. You just did it. You know, right. yeah. I mean, I understand the the wonderful warmth of the studio womb. I really get it, but but the short of it is that you guys are really good at it, and there aren't that many bands that would do it, and and it would be really good. Plus, singing live, man. Ah, yeah, so good. That's so that is it's good. so sweet when it comes together and it sounds sounds. We get good good mixes and stuff. It sounds great. Yeah. Do you record live bands? Is that <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. Is that, is that your? I don't. I know some really on? great people, and it'd be well, very. We, you could do this. Well, right it's all about, it's all about networking. So you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not it. It's more of a just a. I honestly, as an original band, what I just heard, if you know, if if someone came out to see your gig, I mean, they would probably just want to have a copy of that gig. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I mean, like Zach, was, Zach Deputy style, right? Well, Fish, well, again, Fish th- is the first see, band to right. ever do that. I mean, oh, really? the thing is, yeah. but, but again, you see, it, and we all naturally do that. We like go back and go, well, that means we're just like, now we have to record everything in flack and put it on some <laughs> thing. But that's but that doesn't have to be it. It can't. It It's a stereotype, but it doesn't have to be that way. Whatever you could just put it all. You could just whatever you could you could periscope every one of your shows. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It is. Not, whatever. Just, I mean, honestly, Inside I joke. think I think I think at this point we just want people to come out. You know, we want we want to we we're really starting from the ground up. I'm saying that live for you guys is good. That's I'll, that's that's an awesome endorsement. You know, and I mean? and then it fits very well with the idea that you want them to come out. So when are our next shows? <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get. At. That's right. <laughs> what I like to do is when ahead, you guys Pat, when you when you guys have shows coming up, talk to me about it. We'll talk about it on the front of the uh, when we yeah. introduce some, the podcast. Okay. We're starting like a uh, Nerdist has community cork board. You know, we're going to do yeah. one of those now. Probably starting 
Probably maybe by the time this one comes out. Yeah. Maybe by the time this one comes out, uh, there's gonna be another one out before this one. Um, you know, at our episode of the Muse. But um, yeah, we'd like to do it. We started this out as sort of a, a, a love letter to the Seacoast area. We'd like to believe that it's a little bigger than that. You know, that yeah. it's, that'll go beyond that. Um, but starting out, yeah. And so let's support everybody who's been on the podcast. Just got to tell us when it's going to be, and we'll we'll get people there you know we're kicking around some ideas we've kicked around the idea of um you know we're doing this as a season maybe at the end of the season putting on a show of with the people who were on the podcast that'd be that'd be really sounds fun. like a good idea right you know yeah yeah we could probably get a pretty decent place too because there's a lot of people you know yeah so we got a lot of a really really diverse uh set of listeners you know a uh, diverse set of artists you know some people who really swear a lot uh, some of them do, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be not great naming thing. names. <laughs> you don't have to. Anyway. The Lumineers. <laughs> That's exactly right. Is that it? They're so the you realize, mouth <laughs> you realize, fuckers you've ever heard. You guys, you have to cover a Lumineers song. <laughs> we could totally. probably work that out, right, Pat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lumineers sure. are actually, I actually really good. I it's the it's always the third one down below that's trying to be like them that I dislike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the first one of the poll, they win, and and they also be good. Then there's like the first one who copies them, like the Dave Clark Five was pretty good. They weren't the Beatles, but they were pretty good. You know, and then there's Billy like Squire. The, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Then Billy Squire comes along, and I hate that shit. <laughs> right. Sorry, man. I, I met him once. Did you really? <laughs> you to, you met a live Billy Squire? Yeah, I did a show with him at the Lynn Memorial Auditorium. <laughs> Lynn, Mass- you got to talk Mass- about it. What Home a great thing fluff. to finish with. What are you talking about? Uh, I did a show with uh, there was uh, me, uh, James Cotton, uh, James Montgomery, Billy Squires, John Butcher, and uh, John Butcher from the uh, John Butcher Axe. And then the uh, who the hell are those guys? The Uptown Horns. What? Yeah, you were yeah. playing harmonica. Yeah. And the wow. funny thing is, is uh, they had barbecue and beer for days, and then everybody ran out of beer, but Cotton stopped drinking, and so he was already in um, J- the other James M- James Montgomery's right. dressing room, and nobody went in there. And uh, people so- don't know James Montgomery is the the Boston legend of like Boston <laughs> legends on top of legends, <laughs> and people still don't know if he actually was actually a real thing or just a legend. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he 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 hit it big in the seventies. And uh, stories every there was day. there was four twenty four packs of beer in there and four bottles of wine and everybody was dry so like me and my buddies we would just sneak in there and like stuff our bags and we'd like to just be like rock stars <laughs> walking around just like dude do you have a beer but, like Tch. Awesome. everybody loved us how was Billy Squire dude he when I first met him he was probably like five foot nothing but like he looked like he was like thirty five years old and he was in his fifties he he takes good care of himself let me tell you. None of those things have anything to do with music at all. No. Oh, no, actually, pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect. It. I just didn't me, expect. Stroke me. I wasn't stroke calling me, you out. Me. I was pointing out that once again, Billy Squire really not showing up on the music level at all. He plays. <laughs> nice. I don't, I don't really know a lot of his stuff, but as far as a blues guitar player, he actually was a really good blues guitar player. But I really don't know a lot of his material. He had great pants. He had, yeah. he had tight pants. Everybody's talking about my tight pants. I'm got I'm, my tight pants. Yeah, I'm giving him a hmm, Billy Squire. I work out with a bunch of guys, and just one guy who just always puts Billy fucking Squire on, and I think it's just a piss me off. God damn it, forget about the Billy Squire. Craig, Craig just puts on the the video with no music, no sound. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, people, let's pull this thing together. That was <laughs> super fantastic. Real you guys, you guys uh, totally killed it with the. Uh, <laughs> that with, seems that seems natural. With the whole. With the <laughs> you wanted awkward moments, Ryan. <laughs> no one is talking. You guys, uh, seriously, with the uh, with all this fucking shit, you should see. Well, I'll love you pictures, but yeah, a room full of shit just comes in, kills it the first time. Beautiful, Thank fantastic. You, you guys got to work on your own so stories a little bit, <laughs> but do a live album too. It'd be great. Well, it's not edited, so I don't know if some of the stories I don't want my mom to hear yet. <laughs> Fair enough. It's up to you. <laughs> got to wait till Thanksgiving to tell mom. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Let me break the news first. So apparently, there's a, a well fleet uh, live. Show you're gonna rent out the uh, music hall. And they're gonna do a <laughs> yeah. live show. Big Something recording huge. there. Horns, horns, horns and string with section. horns. Well, horns. Yes. string sections a little over the top, but yeah. maybe some backup singers. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, what is it? November fifth. November fifth, we'll be doing uh, Cobill with Broken Amps at Kara's Irish Pub in Dover, New Hampshire. Kara Irish Pub in Dover, yeah. New Hampshire. And Beautiful we'll be, place. And then we'll be jamming uh, the Furies Public House. Oh, that's awesome! With our friends, the uh, Kenny Brothers Band. Right. When on December second. December second. December second. The second day of the dismembering, yes. you're going to be at <laughs> Furies in Dover, New Hampshire. You got it. That's beautiful, man. Well, yeah, I'm right. sure people will come out and see it. This is a good one. And uh, definitely, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thank you. For being here. And, thanks. Uh, thanks. Wow. Thank Rock you. Rock and roll.